Hey everybody, Dan of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. So this episode is obviously very spoiler-laden. If you want to end up skipping the spoilers for Life is Strange, just go ahead and skip to the 1 hour and 19 minute mark. That should get you past all of our... That will get you past all of our Life is Strange uh, discussion and into the Nibblebit segment. So thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, to episode 292 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm well. Corey. Uh, no Eric this week. Eric has out-of-town company, uh, which is why we decided for this week to do a Life is Strange spoiler cast episode. Uh, me having just played through it on my for my 4 in February, I figured it was a, a good time while everything was fresh in my head. Uh, you guys both adored Life is Strange. Uh, made it our game of the year. Made it made it the game of the year, yep. Uh, so I can report on whether or not I liked it, and we'll do a spoiler-filled episode. Does anyone have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Does Star Wars Galaxies of Heroes, Galaxy of Heroes, count? Yeah, if you have something to report on. Not really. That's I all I played. Though. Okay. Will, did you play anything? Uh, I dabbled with Halo Wars 2. I might not... Go into too much detail with it, though, because I've only played, like, three games. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so, yeah, this obviously will be a spoiler-filled episode. Uh, what I'm going to do, and I, pro- I already talked about this, actually, before the intro, I'm going to make a notation of the time when we finish the main segment, and I will put that in right at the beginning on uh, a little message for everyone. So if you don't want to hear uh, all the spoilery chat about Life is Strange, you can just skip ahead to... Our nibble bit segment. So, yeah. Without further ado, uh, now I made a notation of all the major choices. There's obviously a a uh, lot of minor choices that don't necessarily affect the story as much. Um, mm. I kind of kind of skipped over all that stuff. Otherwise, we could be here for a very long time chatting about what happened. Okay. Um, I'm also not going to do because uh, if you. Uh, you know, if you've already played the game, I don't need to necessarily do a rundown of all the events that happen. Um, so, you know, it's going to be kind of a kind of a quick, quick run through of everything. Uh, Should so, we uh, at least? Go oh, go ahead. Sorry. I no, didn't go ahead. I'm, I, was I was just going to say, are, are we going to summarize what the game is if for those that may not know or aren't interested? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so Life is Strange, if you've ever played a Telltale game, it's pretty much that. Yeah. Um it's set in uh modern day Oregon uh sort of prep school, artsy prep school. Um and you know, uh the the whole high school drama stuff is all kind of there. Um as a backdrop kind of. Well, not really a backdrop. Uh you know, there's some crazy stuff going on in this school and and the high school drama is kind of kind of there uh mixed in with with what's going on in the game. Um Yeah, I would even backdrop. argue that that the drama is the foreground and the and yeah. the weird sci-fi stuff is the background, you yeah. know, which is which is unique. Yeah. Um 
Very interesting, interesting setting. So episode one is called Chrysalis. Uh, and the very first time you get to make a, a big choice in the game, um, is after the protagonist of the story, Max Caulfield, a young phot- photography student, uh, at the Blackwell Academy, she discovers she has a power in which she can rewind time and she just uses it to save this, uh, blue haired girl that was in the bathroom, uh, from being shot by one of the fellow Blackwell students, uh, one of the rich, rich, you know, snotty kids. Um, he pulled a gun on her in the bathroom that, you know, they had an argument or whatever. He pulled a gun on her and shot her. Um, Max re- rewinds time and, uh, uses it to, you know, change the events of what happened. She just kind of discovered, uh, what was going on and she walks out of the bathroom. Uh, and the principal's there at, you know, and he wants to know what happened because he, he, I guess, senses she's involved. Um, and you can decide at that point whether or not you want to report. Nathan Prescott, uh, for having Nathan. a gun, or if you want to just say, you don't know what happened. Um, I reported Nathan. I don't remember if you, I don't know if you guys remember what you did. You I did would. well. You would, you're a tattletale. I actually didn't. I, uh, I remained discreet. Okay. I kind of wanted, I, I mostly went through the game being completely 100% honest. Hmm. Yeah, and I found myself using that in other other events that happened in the in the thing. I I felt like Max Caulfield was a was an honest person, uh, and you know wouldn't necessarily try to hide anything. But that's just what I gathered. At that point, you didn't know her character all that well, uh, so that's just kind of what I yeah. gathered from her in the in the brief time that I I knew uh, Max Caulfield. So or Max, I think that's. I think that's definitely a, a fair assessment of her early on, at least. Yeah. Um, you know, as an honest, quiet, mousy girl. Uh-huh. Uh Why? Why did you see? For me, the more interesting not is not necessarily the choice you made, but why you made that choice. So, Will, what, why did you also report Nathan? When I play these games, I generally try to play them like how I would do in real life. Um, so if I straight up saw somebody shoot another person in the bathroom, I would definitely immediately report that. Okay. So that's that was my basis for that. All right. Corey. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but it turns out after she rewinds time, there's not an actual shooting, right? Yeah. She I, she essentially erases it. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So what she, what is Go ahead. I think she accuses Prescott, Nathan Prescott, of having a gun. Just I having a gun. Yeah. Okay. And that's what it is. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't remember the specifics of my decisions at the time, but when I play these games, where I do have a lot of leeway in in what I say, I tend to pick like a persona and go with it. Yeah. So you're, you're I think I talked. Yeah. So I think I talked about with with Oxenfree. Uh. When I played that, my my character. Uh, and Oxenfree was somebody who was just game for everything. And whatever questions and answers that I could give that played into that, I would. Um, I don't remember the specifics, though, of why I, I did what I did with, with Max Caulfield um, little, throughout little, that game. A little too far away. It was general. Like, I, I do remember always trying to, getting a little bit ahead, always trying to reinforce the relationship with Chloe. Yeah. Whatever, yep. whatever that took. I, um, I found myself doing the same thing. Yeah. 
because I felt like the whole game was kind of centered around you and Chloe, uh, you know, rediscovering each other, I guess. So, yeah, I I tended to lean towards the Chloe heavy stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, Even if I thought it might get me in trouble. But yeah, we'll we'll get there in just a second. So, I uh, l- rewind a little further, and um, Max and uh, fellow student Victoria, who kind of are at, at odds with each other. Victoria is a kind of a snobbish, stuck up uh, person in your in your photography class. She's they, the they, plastics. Yeah, yeah. They have, have the you seen Mean Girls. They they have a altercation, I guess. In front of the in front of the dorm, as Max is going back to her dorm for something, uh, and she sets it up so that the maintenance guy's paint bucket falls and splashes all over Victoria while she's sitting on the front steps of the dorm room. Um, afterwards, you can kind of taunt her or make fun of her for for it happening, or uh, kind of console her for it happening. Uh, now, I, I remember this specifically from our conversation before, but I remember Will made fun of her <laughs> that's because will's a bully well okay so, so let's hear the reasoning for that sometimes people need to be um put in their place a little bit and victoria i remember was very very rude to me early on for no reason mm-hmm. i don't like the whole popular people picking on kids for being artsy you know that vibe that yeah. basically max got picked on for that because I generally try to be nice to everybody because I feel bad for people when that happens. Sure. So that's why I kind of kind of fired back. I don't like that whole uh, popular person. I'm better than you. Yeah, I agree. So that's why I picked on her. I felt bad later on. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I did not pick on her only because I just never would as you know. Yeah. I yeah. even people like I don't necessarily care for in life. I still uh, try to be nice to uh, or, or, you know, if I can't be nice, I'll just like avoid the person, you know. So. What do you got, Corey? Yeah, I uh, I did the same, Dan. Um, I would never pick on somebody in that situation, uh, <laughs> regardless of, of what they did in the past, because yeah. that just sucks. Yeah. But like my the way I approach those kind of people is to kill them with kindness, you yeah, know, just yeah. continually be nice to them and bombard them with your politeness and happiness. And eventually they come around. At least that's been my experience. Sure. And that was kind of my goal. Like in playing life is strange. My goal was to sort of get everybody on my side, you yeah, know, like yeah. accumulate as many allies as possible. Cause I knew it was about a game about relationships and, uh, high school drama, and I thought the best approach uh, to "quote unquote" winning the game would be to accumulate allies. So that's now that we're talking about, it, I remember that being my my sort of goal. Yeah, yeah, I kind of try to do the same thing too. Um, whether consciously or subconsciously, like I feel like I kind of do that in real life anyway. Um, I you know I don't really ever give anyone a reason to dislike me. I try to be nice to everyone and polite to everyone and kind to everyone. Um, right. You know the the whole golden rule thing: treat others the way you wish to be treated. So, um, like I said, even if someone's not particularly nice, I will just be nice back or avoid the person. So, uh, so a little bit later, you see uh, David David uh, Madsen. I think his name is Madsen. Yeah, the uh, cop. He, 
Yep, he's the uh, head of security at Blackwell Academy. Uh, and you see him harassing a fellow student and friend of Maxine's uh, named Kate. Uh, Kate is kind of a, she's kind of a quiet, uh, quiet character. She's uh, uh, meek, kind of um, religious, too. Uh, and you see him, like I said, kind of kind of berating her uh, kind of away away from where everybody is. Uh, and you can choose to either take a picture because, you know, Maxine's a photographer. You can take a picture or you can intervene uh, and, and kind of stick up for Kate in the in the altercation. Uh, I intervened um, like you will. I don't I don't like a bully, um, but. Uh, you know, it, it's one thing if it's if it's uh, you being bullied, but you want you know one of your friends being bullied. I feel like generally you should or need to at least step in and say, "Hey, this is not cool." You know, that's literally my exact thought process. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the last decision. Uh, I intervened. I felt bad for Kate. She. You could definitely tell that she gets picked on a ton. Yeah. And she you uh, could tell she was going through, through some things. She's uh you know, uh Max's character made an made a uh an observation that Kate seemed kind of down and 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 out of it and distracted. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, so that's why I, I intervened as well. I like I say like I made fun of Victoria, but uh like I kind of did the same thing with as you guys. Like I tried to be nice to everybody and friends friendly with everybody uh-huh. for the most part. Um, just Victoria was the one person that I didn't bother with at the beginning. So okay. that's why I stuck up for Kate too. Gotcha. Corey, remember? Yep. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I intervened. My, my girlfriend likes to call me Switzerland because neutral. whenever there's neutral. Yeah. Whenever there's a <laughs> disagreement, I tend to choose the side that has less assistance, you know, just to even the odds a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because uh, I think there's validity to almost every point that people can make, so I always, I always try and even the odds. Um, but yeah, that that's that was my thought process for that one for sure. I mm-hmm. uh, so a little bit later on, uh, you this isn't a major decision, but I got I got guess I got to give background for the next one. Um, you get confronted by Nathan Prescott in the. Um, in the in the parking lot, or I did anyway. I don't know if, if the same the same went for you guys, but uh, he confronted me because I reported him on having the gun, and uh, he, he was angry with with it. And you're talking to one of your friends, Warren, in the parking lot, and they kind of get in a fight with each other. Uh, and then someone screams up in a pickup truck and says, "Hey, you know, hop in." Uh, and you get in, and it's the blue haired girl from the bathroom who you see get shot at least initially. Uh, and it turns out it's your longtime best friend from you when you were younger, uh, a girl named Chloe Price, uh, who features heavily in this game, obviously. We talked a little bit about her before. Um, but yeah, you go back to her house, hang out with her a little bit, and her stepdad comes home, who ends up being David, the guy that was, was harassing Kate from Blackwell. Uh, so you hide in the closet because your Chloe doesn't want you seen uh, in her room. And they start to have an argument. Um, and you can choose to uh, hop out of the closet and intervene in the argument David and Chloe are having, or you can stay hidden. Uh, if you jump out, you uh, because he catches her with the pot, you can choose to uh, blame Chloe for the pot, or you can take the take the fall for Chloe for the pot. Um, so what what did you guys do, Will? What did you do? 
I think I stayed hidden. Stayed hidden. Yeah. I let her take the fall for the pot. Yeah. <laughs> not my not my not my responsibility what you yeah. want to do. I also stayed hidden because Chloe at the, you know, when she's kind of stuffing you into the closet or telling you to hide, she's like, you know, he he's going to flip shit. It's going to be it's going to be bad news if you are seen in here. Uh so I I also stayed hidden. She kind of makes it seem like whatever happens just stay hidden. Yeah. So that's what I did, you know, I I just followed her orders i guess for that one and i already had a run-in with yeah, him yeah before, exactly so. you have you have some experiences with him that you uh you really do think it could you know i really thought it could lead to bad things if i was caught exactly hanging out with chloe what about you Corey? i chose the other uh option i uh i took the blame for it i i think it gave you a few different opportunities to jump out and it like take the blame for it okay uh and i think i i can't remember exactly if that's the case but i think i let it go for a little while but then i think david started getting a little aggressive yeah he he, he ends up slapping chloe yeah I and i think uh, that or not yeah i think i saw that and then I, there was an opportunity for me to jump out and take the blame and i think that's when i jumped out and took the blame okay because uh, that that's just not okay sure and plus, it's it. What is it? It's like 2015. It's a little pot, man. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the end of the the major, uh, major events for for episode one. Uh, I really got hooked after the first episode. Um, you know, it starts off kind of slow. You just walk around talking to characters, and uh, but it really feels like things start to heat up a little bit. Uh, you know, with, with, with all the events of, Chloe, you know, you know, being reunited with Chloe. Um, so I ended up being hooked like immediately. Yeah. And you know what the game does really well is at the end of every episode, I think it was at the end of every episode where they do like a music montage and they flash around to different characters yep, and like and what, what was happening what at doing. the moment. That was like high quality stuff. And that was what hooked me like every episode were those, those music montages. Yeah. Um, yeah, the next one is is one that I really really remember very vividly. Uh at the end of episode 2, the music montage will get there. Uh mm-hmm. so episode 2 is called Out of Time. Uh so at the beginning of this one, you go and visit Kate again. She tells you what happened. She ended up getting uh getting she got drugged, I guess, essentially and was uh, you know, drunk for lack of a better word at a party and was uh kissing a bunch of boys. Uh not like her at all. Uh, filthy sinner yeah not not like her at all but uh like i said she she had been drugged um there were some weird events that she didn't really know what happened with nathan uh with her waking up uh in a bright room or something she she's explaining it all to to uh to max uh but you know she's wondering whether or not uh she should go to the police uh or if she should wait for more proof um, I actually told her to wait for more proof because at that point I was actively searching for a missing girl, uh, Rachel Amber. You guys remember seeing all the posters for Rachel Amber around? Yeah, <laughs> oh, she was yeah. the missing missing girl. Yep, she had been missing for a while. Uh, she was Chloe's friend, so you were you were kind of trying to figure out where uh, where she had ended up, and and you have a feeling that the events are tied together. Um, so yeah. I, I figured since I was actively looking for proof that uh, I, I told Kate to wait and, and, and hope that I would find something for her to help her out. Uh, because she kind of, the, the game makes it clear that the, 
uh, whole town of Arcadia Bay that you're that you're in is in the pocket of the Prescott family. Uh, and if the press, you know, if Nathan Prescott was the one that that was there and involved in, in all the stuff with Kate, um, that it wouldn't go well for Kate if she tried to tried to report him. Nathan Prescott is like the Chuck from Gossip Girl. Sure. If I've seen Gossip Girl, I sure I I would agree. Oh, Will, you should watch Gossip Girl. I mean, it's not far from Pretty Little Liars, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds right up my alley, then. Yeah. So what'd you guys do? Uh, I did exactly the same thing, Dan. I was... I could tell that this is kind of like... this. A lot of this game was going to be me, like, investigating, like, what's really going on with all these characters and stuff yeah. like that. So I figured I'd come up with something good. Uh, you know, being a photographer and everything like that, I I kind of figured I would get a moment where I would get to catch something happen, take a picture, and have it for proof. Yeah. So I said the same thing, wait, uh, and I would try to find something. Sure. Corey? Yeah, same. Ditto? Yep. Uh, so yeah, you go. You end up going to breakfast <coughs> with Chloe. Her mom runs the, <laughs> the local diner. Uh, you have a nice conversation at the, be- uh, um, at the beginning, and uh, the character's Chloe's mom's name is Joyce. Uh, she's happy you and Chloe are back together and hopes you can be a positive influence on Chloe. Uh, Chloe's kind of uh, extremely rebellious. So uh, when you and Chloe are after after you're done with breakfast, when you're walking out, uh, you get a phone call from Kate and you can choose whether or not to answer it. Um, you know, you know, obviously, Kate is going through, through some things. So uh, you f- get the feeling it's an important phone call, but uh Chloe kind of gets peeved a little bit. Uh, she's like, you've been gone for five years and now you're taking phone calls from other people while we're trying to hang out and kind of guilt trips you into, uh, you know, into not taking it. Uh, and I ended up not taking the phone call. Damn. Dan, you asshole. What is the matter with you? I don't know. I, I froze. I froze. No, I, I, I just figured, you know, I was, just a phone call. It's, I figured she would leave a message or text me when she, you know when I didn't get the call. Damn. What? Phone calls are so old fashioned. Yeah, but you could tell she's on the edge. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Oh, if I, I know. was on the edge. Would you answer my phone? No, you wouldn't answer. Yeah, Dan would. wouldn't answer. <laughs> no, you would not. I don't answer the phone all that often. I don't get called all that often. So I'm assuming you guys answered the phone call. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't like... Throughout this game, I didn't like how Chloe was guilt-tripping me to do a lot of things I didn't want to do. So uh, every time that happened, I went against Chloe. Oh. Which yeah. made the game kind of turbulent for me because everybody plays up the I want to do everything for Chloe, and I kind of did the opposite. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, that's kind of how I, I processed all that stuff, too. Like, I valued the friendship of Chloe, because I think Max was kind of on her own otherwise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she got very, uh, what's Braiding. the word? Yeah. Here and there. When, when it came to that kind of stuff, like she needed all the attention and it was like, well, I can give it to you, but to what end? Sure. And there were, there we'll were a couple of moments in the, in the game where like, I completely saw why she wanted the attention and like understood, but at the same time, like, yeah, I had so many other people that like I tried to be friends with and like ended up depending on me in the game. So like I had so many people that I was trying to help out at one time that Chloe would get mad. It's like keep your shit together, Chloe. Come on. Yeah, 
exactly. Life is strange, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so moving on, uh, Max and Chloe go hang out in a junkyard, which is kind of Chloe's uh, Chloe's quiet fortress of solitude, so to speak. Uh, and along comes a character named Frank, who Chloe owes a lot of money to um, for drugs, I'm assuming, and uh, parts for her pickup truck that she wanted to fix so she could get out of Dodge. Um, now they have, uh, you find out that Chloe has one of David, her stepdad's guns, um, that she stole from him, for lack of a better word. Uh, you're doing some target practice and, and testing, uh, Matt. Chloe wants to test Max's, uh, rewind time stuff to a little bit while you're in the junkyard, so you do that. A uh, character named Frank comes along, confronts the girls in the junkyard. Max actually is holding the gun at that point. Um, and you're given the option to try and shoot Frank or not. Uh, Will, what'd you do? I did not have the gall to try to shoot him. Nor did I. I did not try yeah. to shoot him either. <laughs> what are you, Corey? I'm pretty sure I shot him. <laughs> you try to shoot him. I, yeah, I honestly don't remember how that played out. Okay. Well, there's another time. Yes, yeah, you're right. I did try. I did try to shoot him. Yep, and it didn't work. Sure. I can't remember. Was there no ammo, or the safety was on, or something? Don't know, because I didn't try it. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't think there was ammo. If I remember correctly. Yeah, maybe you're out of bullets. Makes sense. Because you just got done shooting them all at bottles and stuff. Well, at that point, I thought, you know, when you're playing the game and you're not caught up in the moment, you can think these things through a little bit better. It's like, well, he's threatening to kill my friend. Yeah. Like, that's that's a good reason to shoot somebody, right? Yeah. 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 No, you're not, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not you the see, wrong. Well, when you see somebody looking like that rolling up trying to kill you, like... Yeah. He, well, especially he, if... He threatened her with a knife, too. He didn't just threaten to punch her or something, you know? If I just... Yeah. If I just... If I went... If I knew somebody was a drug dealer... And I went outside and shot them, and the cops showed up. They'd be like, you shot this drug dealer. And I'd be like, yeah, he's a drug dealer, and he threatened me, even if he didn't. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Have a nice day. You sure. know? I think that was my thought process with that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so moving on. So you get back to um, you get back to the school. You go to your class. Uh, some Some big, doofy jock, I guess is running through the hall saying there's crazy stuff going on over where the dormitories are. Um, so you run over there and you see Kate up at the top of the dormitory, ready to jump off. Now at this point, Max's powers are kind of fading a little bit. Uh, they're not working. I don't know if it's cause she used them too much or, or what, but uh, she's having trouble controlling it at that point. Uh, she does manage to get herself off the, up onto the roof and have a conversation with Kate. Um, depending on what you say here, uh, Kate could either jump off the roof or not. Uh, I lost Kate here. Oh, and I think it's because I didn't answer her call <laughs> earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah, it was Dan. Dan, God damn it. <laughs> I, I remember this for when felt, I need to talk to you and I call. I you. felt like such an asshole. I want to say that this was the first moment in the game where I was like, Wow. Yeah, shit's this getting is, real. This is, this is something. Because, like, not a lot of games deal 
with it, I think, in my opinion, that well to make it feel that real. Yeah. Um, there's actually, I, uh, if you, if you look at the scrolling news thing, when you boot up the game, there's all sorts of like support forums for if you get, uh, you know, if maybe if you went through something like that in your real life, like for you to get help with, with the yeah. events that you saw in the game. So yeah, that, that's pretty intense right there. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to save her because she does play a factor later in the game a little bit. Um, not major because like when you if you lose her like that whole section would be gone. Yeah. But it was nice to still have her around later in the game. So I'll be interested I to w- hear how that how that pans out because I did not uh have that. It's going to be a little blurry while you're sure. running through the story like I'm remembering a lot of stuff. So yeah. um it might take me a little bit to remember on like how exactly it plays into it. Okay. Corey, you saved Kate too, I'm assuming. Yeah, I saved her. I think that was actually, um, I did answer the phone call, but I think I reloaded a save to go back and say something differently so she didn't jump. Okay. In that situation. Gotcha. But I can't I, remember the, the specifics. Yeah, because you I'm don't have... the perfect person, then you, I talked her down. You don't have access to your rewind powers at that time, because, like you said, I don't know if Max was spent at that point, but she couldn't, couldn't rewind at all, so um, I just ended up losing Kate. Um, so then, yeah, that was, that was hard to watch. Um, so then you're sitting in the principal's office with the principal, uh, and the police and also, uh, David, the head of security, Nathan Prescott, uh, one of the accused and then, uh, Mr. Jefferson, who's, who's your photography teacher. Um, and the principal's asking Max what to, uh, you know, who, who kind of who's to blame here? Because you know he knew that you were Kate's friend and uh, tried to help her through her difficult situation. Um, and I felt like the only one really to blame here was Nathan. So that's who I blamed um, specifically because he was the one that supposedly drugged her at the at the party um, and had some weird weird stuff going on afterwards after she was unconscious. So I, I really felt like he was the only one to blame at the time. I... Patrick Kane. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, um, I want to say that this scene was also brilliant, in my opinion. Um, remind me later when we get to like the twist in the story to bring up this scene again. Okay. Because there was rewatching it on YouTube after I beat it because it was super into like everything with this game. I noticed something interactions between the characters. Oh, that, okay, during the scene. Yeah. Um. So don't let me forget. Okay. Um. But I also blame Nathan, and I thought it was awesome that me and him got into a big argument while it was going on, yeah. and like everybody was trying to like comment. I don't know. I thought this scene was brilliant. Yeah. Corey. Yeah, this is another one. I don't. I don't remember where I ended up on. Okay. Um, I mean, I could see you make an argument for David because he kind of gave her a hard time at that point, but, uh, I really feel like the catalyst for all this stuff was, was Nathan and his, his bullying. And he was the one that posted the video of her too, um, at the party. So yeah, that's why I blamed him. Yeah. No, no, now, now that you mentioned, I think I in general stood up for David after the whole, 
um, when he was confronting Kate after that, like, I think yeah. after that point, I stood up for David. Okay. Because he seemed to be a man who appreciated authority. Right. And I thought a little authority could help. Yeah. It, there's like later in, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Will. I was going to say, like, I, I, with Corey, like, after the game, or after the initial, like, running with uh, David, I sort of started siding with him a little bit because I felt like, though he was kind of a jerk, he was trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, he always seemed to fall on the, the right side of good. Yeah. He despite his, how hard, hard, how big of a hard ass he was. Yeah, exactly. He was just misunderstood a little yeah. bit. See, I had yeah. no, I had no love for David until the, it was the end of this episode. Um, when David goes home, uh, and he, he's, you can see him talking to Joyce in the backyard during the, vi- the, the video montage, Corey. Uh, mm-hmm. and you could see he's visibly upset about what happened at the school. Uh, and that's yeah. where my opinion started to change a little bit. I'm like, okay, maybe he does really like care about these people, uh, but just has a weird way of showing it. Um, so that's when my opinion changed a little bit on him. I still didn't necessarily trust him or like him, but I started to uh, pr- appreciate him a little bit more than, than I had previously. That's the thing. They they do so well in this game is is almost every character uh, is sympathetic yeah. in yeah. some way, you know? Well, I feel like that's, well. the, that's the case in general. You know, once, once you can... I uh, empathize or put yourself in someone else's shoes. I think a lot, a lot of people are a lot more sympathetic than, than you may think initially. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why it was game of the year. <laughs> sure, because life is freaking strange, man. There's just a lot of layers to this game, and like as you kind of play it and like pick up on little things that the developers did for the game, it kind of makes you really appreciate it. And it's sort of why I picked it for game of the year because like I really haven't played something like this well done in my opinion yeah agreed okay episode three chaos theory uh so this this episode starts with you breaking into the school at night to search for evidence on uh what's going on uh you break into the principal's office and there's a part where chloe finds a bunch of money in a desk that's a it's a handicap fund um and Chloe wants to use that to pay off Frank, all the money she owes Frank. That would get her out of trouble with him. It's more than enough. Um, I did not let Chloe take the money here. Yep. Sam. I felt like it was just the wrong thing to do. So I didn't. Yeah, like you're sort of on the radar with the faculty. Yeah. Um. So, like, I just figured if money went missing, it was immediately going to be me and Chloe. That uh-huh. kind of got blamed. So I said don't do it as well. Yeah. Corey. Can't remember. Can't Another remember. one. Sorry. That's all right. It happens. Uh so yeah, they end up going and, and swimming in the swimming pool just for just for S's and G's uh before they go back. Uh in the morning um Max's clothes still smell like chlorine, so uh she ends up trying on uh some of Rachel Amber's clothes. <laughs> who is obviously missing and who's Chloe's good friend. Uh, and Chloe dares you to kiss her, uh, which I did. I obliged. Yeah. I didn't. You didn't kiss, you didn't kiss Chloe. No, like I said, a lot of the times when Chloe forced me to do something, I was like, no, yeah, that was another situation where I was like, no, nah. I just kind of went with the flow here. I felt like, um, the the events in the swimming pool just it kind of made me feel like 
um, Chloe and Max's relationship was maybe a little bit deeper than just, you know, be- best friends or, or very good friends. So I went with the flow. Felt like that was the right thing to do at the time. Yeah. A little smooch. A little, little mooch. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Uh, when you're go down for breakfast, uh, there's an argument that breaks out between David and Chloe. Uh, I guess Max kind of uh, she she jumps in and uh, gives her opinion on the stuff. Uh, and Joyce is there actually for the first time, uh, seeing all all what's going on and and hearing about what's going on. Um, Chloe's mom, obviously. Uh, and I sided with Chloe again here. I still wasn't fully sold on David's uh, David's shenanigans. Felt like he was still overstepping his bounds a little bit with all the surveillance stuff, uh, which I felt was kind of creepy and weird. And I wasn't Got sure if creepy, he, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if he was on the on the right side of things at that point. Um, so I sided with Chloe again, and because you know the whole the whole thing with with Kate uh, with him yelling at her or whatnot. Even though like I my my opinion softened on David after after the end of the second episode, I still like I said didn't didn't trust him. Will, I cannot remember what I did. Okay, something tells me that I sided with David. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe I didn't. I don't know. I can't really remember. Okay. Yeah. No. Nor can I. Don't I don't remember. remember where where I fell on that one either. Okay. Um. Oh, so Chloe wants to go into Frank's RV and check things out just to see if he knows anything. Uh, because it, it, I think, what does Max find in in uh, David's files a picture? Of, uh, yeah, Max finds in David's files a picture of uh Rachel, Amber, and and Frank together. Uh, so Chloe wants to go check out Frank's RV. Um, so you, he has a dog. Uh, a, you know, kind of a guard dog, I guess. Um, uh, Chloe finds a bone, I guess, in a trash can. And you could decide whether you want to throw the bone uh, in the parking lot or into the street and hurt the dog. Um, I'm hoping everyone <laughs> threw it into the parking lot. I would. Yeah, you don't hurt dog. dogs. I, no, no. I actually, I uh, I made a mental notation to this one. The because the you can look and see your friend's stats and what they chose, and then you can look at the global stats and what everyone chose for for this. Uh, it was like 94 percent of people. Through the bone of the parking lot, and the other six sadistic bastards through the through the bone of the road. Like even if you don't like the person, like I get it, Frank is kind of a dick in this. Um, a lot of a dick. Uh, that that whole part was funny too. I don't know if you you guys remember with uh, Max is trying to get him to get out his keys, and he's sitting in the corner of the uh, the booth and eating eating beans. And uh, to antagonize him, you can choose to throw his beans on the floor. Say so you, 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 you eat like a pig. Why don't you eat off the floor or something like that? Yeah, there's there's a lot of like scenes where you made decisions like that. Where yeah. I picked a bunch of them and just rewinded just to see like what happened. Yeah, just because um, they're funny. Yeah, like there was one um at the end of the game that I kept replaying because it was so funny to me. Yeah, like how how it kept playing out. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, so yeah, they search through his stuff, find out that Rachel, Amber, and Frank were more than like just friends; they were uh, lovers, kind of, I guess. 
it's, I don't know if this is a choice, but it's who has David's gun uh, at the end of the episode. Um, at that point, for me, it was Frank. Uh, Chloe, Chloe didn't uh, didn't end up keeping the gun. So, can you get the gun back? Maybe I don't remember. I don't remember I either. Vaguely remember that whole thing. I don't know how Chloe would get it back. Because doesn't Frank take it even if you, even if you try to shoot him? Don't remember. Yeah, me neither. Oh, I didn't. I didn't do that part. So, <clears throat> uh, but the biggest thing for this is at the end of this episode, um, you find out that not only can Max rewind time, but she can also uh, go into a picture that she has of anything uh, and change events just in that window of that picture. Uh, and she actually ends up going back and saving Chloe's dad, uh, who got in a car accident immediately after this picture was taken and died. And that's what, uh, that's what turned Chloe into, you know, such a, a rebel, uh, and why Joyce was married to David, the, the security guard at, at Blackwell. Uh, and the episode ends with, you know, uh, you hiding, uh, Chloe's dad's name is William. Uh, you hide, hide his keys on him so he can't, he can't drive a car and get in a car accident. Uh, he has, ends up having to take the bus to go get Joyce from the grocery store and help her bring the groceries home. So, uh, you know, then it flashes into current, current day events and, uh, you know, Max realizes that a lot of stuff has changed from, from that. Uh, even her, like the clothes she's wearing, she's kind of wearing like preppy clothes and stuff. Um, yeah, because she's popular, right? Yep, she's popular. She's hanging out with all the popular kids. Um, and she remembers and she goes to Chloe's house only to find out that Chloe had gotten in a car accident and was paralyzed uh, yep. fr- from the neck down and in a wheelchair. That scene was another one. I texted Corey immediately after that scene saying, oh, my God, this game. Yeah. Like, wow. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> I just changed one little thing and it messed everything up. Yep. Um, so that's the end. <clears throat> that's the end of, of episode three chaos theory, uh, episode four, dark room. So it has, uh, the episode starts with you, uh, walking with Chloe along the beach. Um, you know, just talking to her, catching up a little bit. Um, yeah, she, she got a car for her birthday, 16th birthday and got uh, cut off by someone and driven into a ditch. Uh, and that's how she got her, car condition so they go back to chloe's house they watch watch movies and stuff uh you go talk to her parents and you find out they're having major financial troubles trying to pay for all her medical bills uh but you also find out her condition is deteriorating she doesn't have that much longer to live um and there's a po- point where you she wants you to go upstairs and get her some morphine to you know call she gets like head pains and stuff so <clears throat> you go get her some morphine uh you put it in the thing um then they start looking at photos of their childhood and Chloe asks you if you would crank up her morphine enough to put her into a permanent sleep. Um, what'd you guys do here? Nah. Sorry, Chloe. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing as much as I didn't want to. I knew that Max was going to rewind. So I didn't necessarily feel as bad because I didn't feel I didn't feel like those events were the real events. You know, I felt yeah, like yeah, that... I, I felt like Max screwed things up and she realized it. 
Um, and, and that was not really what was going on. You know, that was a bizarro world, if you will. Uh, yeah. so I, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, accept Chloe's request and, and, you know, quote unquote, put her out of her misery. Uh, but I knew that immediately she would, cause you, you look at the photo that was taken of right before, you know, right before William headed out and got in his car accident. I knew, I knew Max was just going to go back to that point and not hide his keys on him. So, yeah, Which, no, I'm kind of with you on that. And that, that, that sort of thing generally bothers me in story based games where, like you said, it's like a bizarre world and yeah. like the things don't matter in, in, in that world as much. Um, right. But I, I also, uh, or instead did not, did not kill her. Okay. Or try to, I should say. But it created an interesting dynamic with the game because you either kill William, basically. Yeah. So Chloe's, like, everything was normal. Or you keep him alive, which is what Chloe wanted, but then she's going to die. Yep, die young. So you're kind of, like, in this weird situation where, like, you don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it was tough. It, it's a weird position to be in because you know, like you you almost want to give the Chloe that you know, you know, the blue haired Chloe, uh, you want you want to give her the choice, but at the same time, like not really. Yeah, you know, because I'm pretty sure at this point in the game, especially with me, because like I didn't side with Chloe a lot, so yeah. that created like fights between her and I, and I'm pretty sure she yelled at me about like not having her dad and stuff like that, and like how. Her life kind of sucked. Yeah. You know, and everything like that. So, like, I felt really bad. Yeah. Having to kill the dad. Yeah. Like I said, it, for, for me, it was, it was just that those events to me weren't real because Max had a for, you know, foresight into what was going to happen by letting William go off. So, uh, you know, to, to me, that wasn't, wasn't real, I guess you could yeah. say. Um, uh yeah so after what oh you go you go searching through uh Nathan Prescott's dorm room uh after that for for some evidence you you find his you end up getting his phone searching through some of his stuff there's some weird stuff he's uh medicated heavily medicated but not really taking his meds he's he's uh generally kind of psychotic from uh going in his room he's got <coughs> he's got some dark stuff going on with him uh, when you're walking out, he confronts you, uh, but your friend Warren comes and gives him the beat down. Uh, he pulls yeah. the gun out actually on you again, uh, but Warren kicks it out of his hand and, uh, starts wailing on him while he's on the ground. Um, and you have, you have the choice of whether or not you want to break it up. Uh, I did break it up, even though I didn't want to, you know, fighting's never the way to go, I guess. Yeah. That's cause you're a softy. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't argue with that. <laughs> um, would, do you guys remember what you did? It wasn't a huge. I didn't feel like this one was a huge deal. I think I, I don't remember. I think I let him keep fighting. Okay. I also want to point. I think when you're going through Nathan's uh, apartment, you also kind of find out his dad's kind of a piece of garbage. Yeah, his dad's almost almost abandoning him, and the only reason he hasn't abandoned him is because his last name is Prescott. And he expects yeah. he expects Nathan to like carry on the family family name and family traditions and stuff. Um, yeah, but that's about it. Like he's just, he he's a 
he's a D-bag, definitely. Definitely. You, which gives you a little sympathy towards yeah. Nathan, even though the, he's insane, yeah. and that's why he's acting, and he doesn't really have a support system. Yeah, he it gives you a little bit of, little bit of sympathy for Nathan, definitely. Yeah. Just a little. It's just a smidge. <laughs> a smidgen. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... After that, you decide to confront, not confront Frank, but go meet up with Frank. You want to get his client list because you want to figure out who he sold drugs to and cross-reference all these notes and try to figure out uh, where where all these weird things are happening. So uh, you go visit Frank. You talk to him. Um, there's a couple ways this can play out. You can you know, talk to Frank, and, and, and actually he gives you the, the client's list with no one getting hurt. And he kind of gives you your blessing. He does. He wants to know what happened to Rachel too. I think Chloe, at least some somewhat suspects Frank of, uh, maybe not killing her, but, but driving her away or something. Uh, but you learn that that is not the case that Frank wants to find out what happened to Rachel too. Um, so he, at least for me, I, and I ended up talking to him into just giving me the client list. Uh, but apparently in this Chloe can kill Frank or wound Frank. If, really? Uh, yeah, if, if events go south here. And you, yeah, I mean, to me, it, it makes Frank, again, not seem like such a bad guy. Uh, he he puts up a puts up a wall, a barrier around people. He doesn't want people getting close. Um, but yeah, when, when, when he, I think the way I talked him down was by saying, like, look, we're looking for Rachel, and that's why we need this information. Yeah, it'll help like, out a that's, lot. That's when he was like, okay, yeah, I want to know where she is, too. So, Corey, I, I, de- yeah, I definitely wounded Frank. I shot him. Oh, you shot this is <laughs> This is where you or, shot him. Or shot him or stabbed him or something. I, uh, yeah, I think you might remember. Have, you might stab. He had, he still had, uh, David's gun and actually, he actually gave it back to us, uh, for, for, yeah. for us to use as protection. Uh, yeah. If we, if we ran into some, some bad guys when we were pretty sure I shot him in the leg. Okay. So that's where wow. he shot. Beard- <clears throat> yeah, Beardless said he thinks he killed Frank and the dog in this. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, then, go ahead. I was gonna say I must have got real lucky with how I talked to people in this game because I really had very minimal casualties throughout the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, so then, <clears throat> Chloe and and Max go to the Vortex party, uh, which is the big party run by the school. Um, underage drinking, all that fun stuff. Uh, there you have a conversation with Victoria. You can, uh, warn her about Nathan and his antics. Uh, whether or not she believes you is, uh, based on your previous interactions with her and, and this one too. Uh, so I warned her about Nathan and, and she believed my warning and said, yeah, he's been kind of, kind of freaking me out lately. So I will, I will definitely be careful. I will stay around trusted friends uh you know and they kind of have a moment tender moment you know what's weird with me in this one uh she believed me as well and i don't know if it's there was a specific scene that happened with her that i chose everything correctly because like i did pick on her in the very beginning of the game yeah so i don't know what caused her to believe me don't know but i did get lucky with that good Corey, do you remember I do not remember. My brain's failing in these later uh, later bits here. Okay. Corey, this is the best episode. How do you forget? <clears throat> I can't remember. Oh, gosh. 
I wish there was something I could just call up and it would tell me what decisions I made throughout the game. If you just you call, can. call up the game. Yeah. Where? I have to install it, right? Uh, yeah. 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 It's okay. not happening. Um, so, yeah, the events of the end of this episode. Uh, crazy. So, you find out that Nathan's not at the party. I, I feel like I have to cover this because it's it's uh it was kind of a crazy revelation. So you find out Nathan's not at the party. You go looking for him. I don't know why. The, oh, he he Nathan texts either Chloe or Max. I think it's Max saying that he's going to get rid of the evidence. Uh, the, they find previously they had found Rachel's body uh, buried in the in the junkyard. Um, and Nathan texts them saying, yeah, I'm I'm going to. Uh, get rid of the evidence. There's not going to be any evidence left. So, uh, they run back over to the junkyard, uh, start digging her up. Uh, you see someone sneak up behind Max and needle her. She kind of passes out, uh, but looks up in time to see Mr. Jefferson, Mr. J photography teacher, uh, shooting Chloe in the head and killing Chloe. Uh, and you, are looking up at Mr. Jefferson in shock and awe as you fade to black. And that's the end of the episode. So my (laughs) point with this was if you watch the scene where they're in the principal's office, you will notice how Jefferson is acting. Uh It's super strange because you know when they're being talked to and they look away is like considered that they're lying. Yeah. He, He does that multiple times and him and Nathan are constantly giving each other looks because they're like working together okay i was kind of confused as to why he was even there yeah exactly right um, i i like i know he was your like photography teacher but like i did i just never got why he was there because like i said when i was going through the stuff i was like yeah okay or when when we were in the principal's office i was like yeah okay you know nathan he his his bullying and stuff uh you could even maybe consider david's bullying of of kate uh after she she committed suicide in my in my particular playthrough um but i i didn't see how jefferson fit any of that uh you know there's certainly other teachers in the school that they could have brought in to talk to um i don't know i i think he was there because he kind of had a special interest in max because he said she was really talented as a photographer right uh and and he had all of them as students in that one class so that's sort of why I thought he was there. And, like, I didn't pick up on all of the looks that him and Nathan were giving each other. So, like, I didn't really realize that he could even be a bad guy. I thought he was just, like, the teacher that's just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you did pick up on those looks, though, because that's something that typically bothers me in these, like, major twist kind of stories and in, in games and in, in general. Uh, like, they're so unexpected that it's like, well, that's just not fun that's just ridiculous you know yeah but like you said you know there are those looks and glances in in the uh, principal's office so there is at least some indication i bet there's more that we're we're just unaware of there more is. indications throughout yeah there is there is uh yeah. when <clears throat> uh because you kind of re- replay some of the events in the in the last chapter uh and he even like talks about it during one of his lectures like i I haven't gotten there what he does, but he, he talks about what he does to, to the victims, like in class, uh, it's like a hypothetical, uh, but he lays out like exactly what he does. It was kind of weird. And he, he, he's also always kind of there when stuff's going down. Like he just kind of, 
I think there was a scene uh, in the courtyard by the um, dorms. He just kind of appears and talks to you about... I don't remember what it was about, um, but he has a conversation about like everything that's been going on. Yeah, it was about get, trying to get your photograph in for the contest. Yeah. yeah. It was in, like, he kind of kept appearing randomly. So, like, I just thought he was the friendly, cool teacher that I could probably eventually confide to about what's going on. And yep. turns out he was the crazy, crazy killer. Yep, he was the catalyst behind it all. So, uh, episode five, Polarized. So, you wake up in the dungeon that you had explored um, in one of the previous chapters. The Dark Room, as it's called, where... Uh, Mr. Jefferson takes all his photographs. He kind of lays out all of all of the things that he does. Um, he's takes photographs of. He likes getting photographs of people when the the very moment where they he says lose their innocence. I don't know if that means where they're you know where they realize that it's going to be the end for them. I that's the, that was the impression that I got. Mm. Yeah. What a pervert. Yeah. Definitely. That's disturbing. <laughs> it was very, yeah. it was, it was very disturbing and there's a lot of it. And, uh, but during it, like Max tries to use her power to like jump around, uh, with, with the photographs. Uh, she can't like rewind time. Really, uh, there's a few spots where she does rewind time. Uh, oh, it's also worth noting Victoria is in that room too. Victoria's in the room on the floor next to you for a little while. She ends up disappearing at some, at some point. Uh, I don't know I, I don't, what happens. I don't remember exactly the order of the events here, but uh, what ends up happening is David ends up breaking in. Uh, he finally tracks down the same thing you and Chloe track down. Uh, he he ends up breaking in, um, and it's a whole like kind of puzzle of events that you try to try to get uh, Mr. Jefferson distracted while David breaks in, uh, and they have like an altercation. Um, it took me a while to figure that one out because, you know, you, you warned David, but, uh, you know, probably he got beaten down like 20 times before I figured out the sequence of events oh. that, uh, that led to, uh, a positive outcome for David in their little altercation. This was the, the scene where I kept rewinding <laughs> to see like all the events play out. Yeah. And like watching David get, like, Killed like eight different ways. So <laughs> yeah. like he would he would hit uh, Jefferson. Jefferson yeah. would fall back and just shoot him, and he would drop to the ground. It was just like funny how it would yeah. happen. Like he'd kick the table, and it would stop in front of Jefferson. And Jefferson would just shoot him. Uh-huh. It was stuff like that. Like watching the, the like go through every option was hilarious. Which yeah. this like very tense scene gets broken by a humorous like uh, humorous like repeating of how David kept getting killed. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like after after you correctly solve the puzzle uh david ends up winning the winning the altercation uh jefferson's lying there on the floor unconscious uh so david you know unties you and you know he explains like you know i really do love chloe and her mom and uh i you know i just have a hard time uh because he's a former former uh combat veteran mm-hmm. or he's a combat veteran uh, former former soldier so uh you, you i really like felt remorseful at this point about how i had treated david in the game because <clears throat> i really wasn't very nice to him <coughs> like at all yeah i, I felt genu- genuinely remorseful and thankful that he was we was ultimately the one to save max from uh from the clutches of Mis- mr jefferson uh at that point you can you can tell uh david that jefferson had killed chloe uh, and then he shoots him in the head and kills him, or you yeah. can keep that keep that little tidbit to yourself. 
But I told him, like I said, I tried, oh, I told, tried to be honest. Yeah, so I Mr. Jefferson too. was dead on the floor. I felt like I owed it to him because I kind of had his side uh, for the two thirds of the game after the first episode. So like, I was just like, yeah, like I was really happy that he was the one that came to save me. He was the only one that kind of suspected Jefferson. <laughs> so I felt like I owed it to him to let him know that he ended up killing his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, a it's a it's a very very sad moment, tender moment, and like you said, that's that's when I realized like I had, I had I had had David all wrong, you know. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, it's at that point you're thankful for all of his creepy surveillance stuff because that's what led him to, uh, to the to find the the dark layer or the dark room as they called it, and uh, ultimately free Max from there. Uh, after that, oh, the, throughout the whole game, there's a kind of a prophecy of a really bad tornado coming through and destroying Arcadia Bay. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a really bad storm. Yeah, I, I didn't bring that up. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, the, the storm is actually like happening right now. Um, now, uh, Max wants to go back and save Chloe, Chloe, and Warren has a photograph that he took right before the, the party, the vortex party. Uh, so she wants to go get the photograph so she can go back in time, tell Chloe uh, to not pursue Nathan that night because uh, it, it, it's revealed that Jefferson actually killed Nathan earlier that that day or night. Uh, and he took took Nathan's phone uh, and sent a text to Max from Nathan's phone saying, I'm going to destroy the evidence so he can draw Chloe and and Max away and 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 kill Chloe and capture Max. Go ahead, Will. Dan. Yeah. Okay. So this is one of my top five moments in gaming. Okay. In my opinion, for me, <clears throat> I don't know if you saw the scene because I sent it to Corey after I got it, and he didn't actually get this scene. So when you find out Nathan was actually killed yeah. by um, Jefferson, you're driving to meet up with Warren, and like it's yep. every like it's going crazy. The, there's wind, there's rain, um, and you. Uh, get service for the first time, and you look at your phone, and you see you got a call from Nathan Prescott. Uh-huh. Uh, and Max yes. listens to it, and it's him saying, uh, Max, I'm calling to warn you yeah. that Jefferson's going to come and kill me. He's like, everybody in my life has used me, yeah. and he's going to kill me, yep. and you do not trust him. Stay away. Yeah. And listening to that with that song playing in the background with everything like yep. hitting the fan with the weather. It was a great moment. It was my fa- it's pro- it's easily a top five moment for gaming with me and like it really kind of redeemed Nathan because like it reiterated that like his dad yeah. pretty much abandoned him nobody cared for him the only person that was like a father to him was Jefferson yeah. who ended up killing him anyway yeah using him and then killing him <laughs> exactly so like I like that was the highest peak for me in that game was that moment yep yeah I'm glad you brought that up Will because I I didn't forget about it but yeah I. I would have just glossed over it. I still watch that scene from time to time on my uh, on YouTube. Yeah, it's good stuff because I love it so much. Um, so yeah, you head back into town. You help some people along the way, or not? I think you can choose. I actually ended up missing a lot of people on my way. I was kind of making a beeline uh, because, as I said, I, I was all about like saving Chloe at that point. So um, I really wanted to hurry and and uh, get the photograph from Warren and go back and and save Chloe. So, uh, yeah, you go, but you go back, you rewind time. You end up having Chloe, you and Chloe go back to Chloe's house and, and staying there for the night. Um, and then so there's like a dream sequence. Is that at, that's after, right? 
Yeah, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because Beardless said things got 100% convoluted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really understand what was going on. Okay, so uh, we're, 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 I don't even remember what they were doing exactly. They had spent the night at Chloe's house. Does the storm start then when they wake up? I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever happens, Max passes out um, and ends up having this this crazy dream sequence. Uh, where she revisits like a lot of the events of the game. Um, there, there's parts where like all the people that Max knew in the game are telling her like, why are you trying to help Chloe? Like she's, she's a bad person. Uh, she causes all these pain to her, her parents, her, her, her mom and her stepdad. Um, and then there's, there, you see, have visions of her like saying to other people that she's hanging out with like how much Max sucks and, and all this stuff. There's like a part where you have to sneak around and avoid flashlights. Uh, it's one of those weird dream sequence things that I don't like in video games. Yeah. Um, I do like some of the things that happened in it. Like, um, I don't know if I got a text or a voicemail or if I just heard Joyce's voice, uh, saying we, we have evidence of you on uh security camera killing Chloe. That was, you know, when you went back into the weird bizarro alternate, alternate universe i guess uh and and kill chloe like i it was kind of sad to be reminded of that Uh, yeah but yeah ultimately it ends up you wake up you're outside the lighthouse um and the storm's really raging it's it's heading into arcadia bay uh chloe at this point is kind of realizing like i think i am the reason for all of this stuff that's going on uh you should just what does she want? She wants you to kill her. I th- uh, I can't remember if it's kill. I think so. I think you sacrifice yeah. her. Okay. Yeah. You see, you either, either you choose to either sa- ultimately you either choose to sacrifice Chloe or sacrifice Arcadia Bay. Um, that's the ultimate culmination of the game. Uh, Will, what did you do? Yes. So I sacrificed Chloe. Okay. I, uh, my relationship with her was not as, like, strong as your, like, there was a lot of times her and I got into, like, fights in the game and stuff like that, and I got annoyed with her constantly forcing me to do what she wanted. Sure. So, I honestly was alright with sacrificing her if it saved all of these other people. Okay. I did not. I saved Chloe. Uh, and this is this is my my thought process. I I talked before we started about how I saw some similarities between this and uh, um, Last of Us. Last of Us. So for me, it was putting my loved ones over a society. I guess you know uh, mm. the people that are close to me and important to me above you know randos essentially. Um, so like I had had such a strong relationship with Chloe and I felt like the entire game was about me and Chloe, um, that I couldn't sacrifice Chloe for, for Arcadia Bay. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it's the same in last of us. Like, like I said, I would not, you, you would never sacrifice Ellie for humanity, you know? And it was funny. Some people would. Uh, some people would. No, you're absolutely right. And it was funny. I read in, uh, I think it was on the Steam forums for the for the game. Uh, someone was like, "Yeah, I would sacrifice a hundred Arcadia Bays to save the 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 friends and family." You know, 
It's like I wouldn't even think about it. <laughs> I'm like, See, okay. yeah, okay. I I kind of feel the same way. Maybe not as crudely as you put it, but <clears throat> yeah. It's funny. Okay, so like that kind of shows because Corey, you did the same thing, right? Oh yeah, I totally saved Chloe. At that point, uh, I was still thinking, you know, like maybe if I do things just right, I can still see some boobs. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm with Dan on that one. Like, uh, you know, you played through this whole game, like, so you save humanity. I don't know. Like the the game was based on the relationship with Chloe, and it's like to to kind of forego that at the end of it seems a little bit sacrilegious. Yeah, not just I don't know. Not just that, but there's a there's a point when you're talking to William, uh, and he he want uh, is it after? I think it was after she gets hurt. Maybe I don't know, but he he tells you like always protect Chloe, like make sure Chloe's okay. And I I really yeah. wanted to keep that promise, uh, even though it was in like an alternate timeline. Maybe um, I really really felt connected to Chloe at that point. You know, everything you had been through was for her or because of her. So. But also, like to to me, it kind of it kind of ties into uh, what's been going on a little bit more recently in uh, in our culture. Um, you know, everybody's trying to save the world, where a lot of instances you're much better served uh, just trying to help out one person. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're seeing a lot of uh, Facebook heroes when, in reality, <laughs> hashtag heroes you know, too. Hashtag heroes, where uh, you know they they say all the right things about uh, presidency, you know, all that stuff, and it's like, well, you know, you can make a big difference just by reaching out to one person, yeah, or helping people in your com- in your immediate community. You know, there's, exactly, there's starving you know, people, homeless people. That is something you have a real opportunity to help with, and you know your time spent arguing on Facebook is meaningless. Yeah. Sure. Totally. Um, Corey, I wanted to run this by you. Uh, the game kind of gave me a little Donnie Darko vibe. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but it just reminded me so much of Donnie Darko. Yeah. No, definitely. Okay. That's a really good comparison. I don't remember the specific, specifics of donnie darko no it's but been a the, while since i've seen it but it, it it gave me that vibe like the same yeah way. the weird like sci-fi mixed into the end of the world end of the world right. like cha- like uh uh mixed realities and stuff like that like it just yeah reminded me of that yep but anyway we're seeing a lot more of that like i i know life is strange only came out in 2015 but i feel like so many tv shows in in uh, our uh, entertainment culture is based around this idea of uh, real-world relationships with a sci-fi backdrop, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think we're seeing a lot more of that nowadays. I think people are really into it. Doctor Who. Exactly. Well, I mean, oh. Doctor Who's been around. <laughs> For a very long time. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. It's coming into the, the mainstream, I guess. It's, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately I, I loved life is strange. You guys, you guys were right. I don't think I would have had it as my game of the year. I think the Witcher three still would have won it, it would have been top five, probably maybe even number two. I don't remember what my other games were. Um, but yeah, it it unquestionably would have been, would have been top five for, for game of the year. It was, it was excellent. Um, my wife's been itching to play it. I'm, I'm excited to, to talk, talk with her about it once she, once she plays through it. 
I'm gonna try That's to like, awesome that she's gonna play. Yeah, it. I'm gonna try to like push her into it because if I don't if I don't push her into it, she she won't get around to it. But I'm gonna, that, I'm gonna try. I really want to talk to her about it too. You should definitely make, like have her. Yeah, play up. I think I, I I think I said it at the time um, too when the game came out and we were talking about it when it was current. But I feel like it really mastered that genre. Yeah, because it yeah. gave you the opportunity to literally go back and choose something else. Yeah. And it's like, once you get to that point, what else do you do with that style of game? Dan, yeah. you mentioned telltale, like, yeah, you know, the, the choices play such a huge role in the game. Like once you are given the opportunity to rewind time, uh, to make a different decision, like where do you go from there? And that's like, they even took it to the next degree, uh, with the whole issue with Kate on the roof where you couldn't rewind yeah. time. So they, pulled the rug out from underneath you yeah. and it's like oh my god this is such it, a big thing which i thought's one of the reasons i didn't bring this up when we talked about it, but i thought that scene was so well done because you didn't have a fallback for if you screwed up when you were talking to her so like yeah. you really had to nail what you wanted to tell her yeah so. I, I, I screwed it up and felt like a dick for the rest of the uh, for the rest <laughs> of the my whatever 12 or 13 hours playthrough like i i felt bad about that the entire time yeah which it's, I think, Dan, yeah. uh, real quick, Corey, I think uh, Kate gives you information that helps you kind of lead your investigation, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I want to say, I think she texts you stuff at some point. Nice. If I remember correctly. But go yeah. ahead, Corey. No, I was just going to say, I mean, we talk about our, our games games of the year and stuff like that. And, and there are so many good video games out there, but I, I just, I, I really truly feel like so few games really capture the human condition as well as Life is Strange does. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's really meaningful. <clears throat> I mean, what were our past game of the years? Uh, Bioshock Infinite was one. I mean, there's really no human condition in that one. It's just, it's a little bit of sci-fi and a really good shooter overall. Yeah. You know, uh, what, what won last year? I don't even remember. <laughs> what did we pick for Game of oh, the Year? Final, Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 15. Same thing. Like, there's no human condition in there. A little bit. You know, I think that that part of it appealed to Will and I with their relationship with the bros. But, you know, all Life is Strange had going for it was that emphasis on the human condition and, yeah. like, relationships and stuff like that. And the sci-fi element was an added bonus. But, I don't know. It's just, it's such a rare thing to 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 nail um and when they nail it it's it's very meaningful yeah and i i feel like like this is the game that i would put forth for people who don't play games to check out yeah definitely yeah people that watch bad tv yeah like you actually get something out of this game yeah i mean i've talked about before but a lot of the the important part is like you kind of put yourself you put yourself in Max Caulfield's shoes. You are guiding her through these events, whereas you're you know you're a passive uh, passive observer uh, if you're watching TV or a movie or, or or anything like that. You know that's why that's why the characters are so much more meaningful to me that you know in, in a game like this or or Mass Effect than uh, characters in uh, just a movie or TV show that you like. In like. The whole game was so good that the dumb, convoluted dream sequence stuff at the end, <laughs> and, like, the pinnacle of the game for me wasn't even the final decision. I had a pretty easy time with the final decision. Yeah. It still resonated with me more so than any game that I've really played. Yeah. 
it was an easy, easy yep. decision for me too. Will, but for the for the opposite it's the opposite, opposite reason. Really, yeah. yeah. So you guys have a favorite quote or anything like that? Uh, I'll give you mine. Okay. It's uh, I think Chloe says it. I don't remember now, but I remember saying it over and over again in my head when she says, "Max fucking Caulfield, Time Warrior." Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. At, that's at the very end, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. There, I mean, there's a, a there's a lot moment. of a lot of good lines and a lot of good moments in that game. It's, and that soundtrack is yeah. unbelievable. It fits the game perfectly, perfectly. I would buy the yeah. soundtrack for Life is Strange. Sure, that's how good it was. So I'm glad you like it so much, Dan. Yeah, it was really, really, really good. Gives me a little bit of validation. We just need one other person on this podcast to play it. Well, I do, I do stress about it a little bit because Will and I Excuse played me. it at the very end of the year. Yeah. You know, it was like the literally I finished it like two days before we did our game of the year awards. I, you know, I turned in my thummies late because I was playing through it and I needed to beat it. Yeah. So you want to make sure you get it right. And we always say how timing is such a big issue. And, you know, we like I said, we played it. It was like the last literally the last game we played before we did our awards. So, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, and I think, it, I think it's sitting at like ninety six percent on Steam. Like it's really highly rated by everyone that's played it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Now, Go ahead. I do want to say, do you guys think Eric plays it for four in February or even going into March? I don't think he'll play it for four in February. I think he'll get to it eventually. Okay. I honestly, I don't know. I don't see him finishing it. I don't either. I think I think he would if because uh, he said Christy and him were trying to play it together. I think if they played it yeah. communally, I think it would work out. But I don't know. I don't think he'd play it by himself. Rocket League's too good of a game. Stupid Rocket League. <laughs> I played today. I play. I've been playing thirty minutes every day. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> how i unwind when i get home from work but it just ends up stressing <laughs> stressing me out more yeah then you get called a noob yeah i did the, again today i'm like what do i do wrong i don't know nothing they're just that's those why, people are the worst people to play with that's why mario kart was was preferable to me than to rocket league it wasn't even necessarily the gameplay it's the only thing they could say at the end was that's not fair or something like that or i'll get you next well, it's time. an individual sport too and you get i just i that's don't true. mind when when my opponents razz me but yeah. when it's my teammates like yeah. today i had a great assist and we scored on the play and during the replay one of my teammates is like hey playing sparky why don't you spread out a little bit more i'm like i just had an assist and we just scored like we're winning yeah. what do you want me to do i'm like are you serious and he's like yes and of course, he was the worst person on our team. Sure, it's always that guy. But anyway, that's another. Okay, shall we move on to feedback? No, not feedback. Yeah, the nibble bits. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, we honestly probably don't have that much to talk about for the rest of this episode. So, oh. um, let me just jot down the time so I can tell people. Uh, we'll look at one eighteen forty. We did one nineteen and over an hour. <laughs> oh yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I kind of knew that this episode was going to be shorter, too, because not a lot else to talk about. Yeah. Uh, no bits. I'll go first. So I, I don't know, if Corey, if we talked about this before the episode, but the Nintendo Switch will not have a virtual console at the launch. It's going to be a feature added later. Uh, uh, so not only are they not having it at launch, we're going to have to rebuy every game, too. 
I would assume so. I, I I don't like that, but at least if they had it, you know, they could flesh out the the launch lineup a little bit because uh, they really could have had the best lot launch lineup ever if it, they had had a fleshed out virtual console. You know, um, I hope they don't dribble games on to like they are now, like three or four games every two weeks. Like just put a bunch of stuff on there, let people buy it or not buy it or <laughs> pick and choose what have you. I don't know. I just stupid. There's no reason for it. No, I. How hard is it to do a virtual console for your console? I don't know. Supposedly, this system has been in development for a few years too. So there's, I don't, I don't. There's no excuse for it. It's frustrating. My computer is a virtual console. You can't put it on your brand new console you've been working on for years. Yeah, I don't know. There was actually a lot of details on the Nintendo Switch today. Um. I, a lot of people were getting their preview systems, re- review systems. Yeah. Uh, everyone seems to really like it. So from what I've read, uh, I've read probably That's... three or three or four people, uh, gaming personalities that I, that I trust who all, uh, really seem to like the system. So good. So that, that's encouraging. Uh, you know, but I'm only going to have Breath of the Wild to play for, I don't know, a couple weeks probably. I want to say that that day I sent you that trailer. Yeah. Uh, that they put out. Looks awesome. I watched, I watched it and I was like, this game, I've never been more excited for a game than right now. Yeah, it looks really good. And I don't know what it is. It just seems like it's so different story wise from other Zeldas. Yeah. Like Zelda appears to be with you during the game. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm really pumped for it. Yeah. As am I. As am I. There's no way this game like is bad, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, and that's all I have for Nibblewitz. Corey, what do you got? Um, I think I have one. Let me call it up here. Sorry, I'm a little bit uh, preoccupied trying You're to good. That's right. do work. And what did I what did I tweet? Uh, did you tweet one? Players' three requests to beat every NES game is about to end. Did you guys see that? Heard no. a little bit about it. He spent 91 hours trying to beat Miracle Piano Teaching System. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which meant he actually had to learn to play the piano to beat the game. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, did I tweet the court throws out digital homicides case against critic Jim Sterling? That must have been me. I had to have been, unless Eric tweeted it. Yeah, that was the ridiculous one where Digital Homicide was pressing charges against Jim Sterling for unfairly targeting their game. Yeah. Um, I don't see how a court could not throw it out. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he's a critic. That's what he does. That's what he gets paid to do. That's that's his business, you know? Yep. Um, it's just silly. Very silly. I did have a Hearthstone tweet, but I, again, I haven't played Hearthstone in like three months, so I don't know what's going on with that. Huh. That's all. That's all I got. Sorry. That's right. Um, will, do you have any little bits? <clears throat> I've got one. Let's hear it. Uh, Natalie Dormer will be voicing Lexi in Mass Effect Andromeda. Nice. You guys are probably big Natalie Dormer fans because Game oh, of yeah. Thrones. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Who's Natalie Dormer? Marjorie? Yep. Marjorie Blonde. Tyrell. Gotcha. Who's Lexi? Is that? I'm guessing that's the Asari everybody's going to go crazy over. Don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. I've tried to not get too many details on it. I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't want to have expectation. Too many expectations going into it. So 
That's what I'm doing. Although I did go to uh, YouTube today because they're putting out a lot of like gameplay videos, like showing off the systems of the game and everything. If you were to guess what everybody, the reason why everybody hates this game, what would you guys guess? Um, it's probably something stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Um, everybody's hating on the game because there are no attractive female characters. That's silly. Really? That's yeah. dumb. Uh-huh. I don't know. I feel like I've seen some of the characters and they're okay. They're fine. Like, I don't need... I, to us, we don't really care. Yeah. Like, it, a lot... it doesn't need to have Miranda in it, you know? Yeah. A lot of people are like, you guys don't deserve another Mass Effect game if this is what you're... Yeah. That's, that's a dumb complaint. Gamers, man. Yeah. They're paying. <sighs> okay. That's it for me. No. For How was your week, Will? Ah, uh, all right. I've just been plugging away at school, work, and trying to play as much video games as I can to keep myself sane. Uh-huh. Uh, I mentioned earlier I'm really, really excited for the Switch. Um, I want to play Zelda so bad. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how much I'll be able to play because, like, I've only been able to play a couple of rounds of like Halo Wars, and like, I haven't even played For Honor. I've got Horizon coming. Yeah, there's Near coming. You can also take your Switch with you wherever you go. Here's the thing, like, I don't have, I have one break on Monday and Wednesdays, so, like, I don't have a lot of time to play, even when I'm not home. So, I don't know, I'm gonna have to be losing more, like, I only sleep, like, maybe five hours a night right now, anyway. Uh I might have to cut in another hour. Maybe. Be more miserable than I already am. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's not, not a whole lot going on with me, just the same old. Sounds good. What do you got, Corey? Um, I have been very preoccupied with this job that I've been applying for. Uh, it's totally consumed my last two weeks, really. Um, I don't really have much else to say. I work this weekend, so my life is pretty boring. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going on a bender this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to go on a bender. I had three beers tonight. I finished one beer and a half, and I already felt drunk. So I'm a little out of practice. Uh, I don't drink as uh, nearly as often as I would like, but, uh, you know, you got to put your best foot forward. And a lot of times that doesn't, that means not, not drinking. drinking, drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, uh, it's been a very stressful week at work. So I said, I'm going to go on a bender and I'm going to get a head start. I'm going to start on Thursday, even though I have to work tomorrow being Friday. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be on a bender this weekend. So, okay. I'm looking forward to it. Sounds good. Feel good. Feel good. And if uh, I seem a little distracted, that's because I am. Yes. <laughs> uh, so for me, um, I, I've got a lot going on also. Uh, I actually got a new desk for my podcast station. My big computer is nice. down here now. We're trans- well transitioning the living room to being downstairs where we have a lot more space for kids and toys and we're because uh, we got our tax return today, we're going to get new couches tomorrow. Uh, we're get, we got to get lighting, and we're getting like all the electricity redone down here uh, this weekend. I got a new router, uh, which has been amazing. For whatever yeah. reason, I didn't realize my router that I had had before. I've had for like five years, um, and I thought it was fine, but apparently it wasn't. I upgraded to I got a, like a seventy dollar Asus. Uh, dual band AC router, 
Uh, and what a huge difference in mostly I've noticed in streaming videos, um, the quickness at which everything boots up and loads and stuff, uh, before when you would, when I would boot up a video or whatever, or, you know, because we have direct TV now, uh, it would take like 20 seconds to boot up and, and run. Uh, but now it's like nearly instantaneous. It's just, just as soon as you, you click on it and open it up, it just fires right up and goes, um, it's did got, you get your, uh, sorry, did you get your updated, uh, internet speed? No, I haven't looked into that yet. Anyway. Um, I haven't, there hasn't been any place where I've seen you can do that. I was going to contact yeah. maybe tomorrow. I'll contact the customer service and see if well, I think a just a speed, it. just a speed test would do it. Wouldn't it? Well, no, I, I've got to, you've got to migrate your account to spectrum from time. Uh, okay. So I don't know. I've got, probably got to contact customer service. There hasn't been an option to do that anywhere. And I haven't been given a heads up, uh, anywhere yeah. where I could do that. So maybe I'll contact customer support tomorrow and see, see, see what the, the deal is. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I got a new router was because that's coming at some point. Um, and you know, the coverage is a lot better. Uh, the five gigahertz band is also a lot stronger than on my previous one. So, uh, I might as well not even had the five gigahertz band on my other router cause it was so weak. Uh, but this one beams it pretty strongly. Um, and it also, uh, changes channels based on all the other channels around you automatically. So it's automatically giving you the best strongest channel which is also nice i don't have to worry about that at all <clears throat> but i might use my old router as like a repeater maybe i'll put it in the garage um you know try to extend my wi-fi into the backyard not that i ever go there back you go there. not that i ever go back there but what else am i going to use it for you know yeah might as well uh but i think that's everything um quick break quick sure. break sounds good yeah i gotta run up and grab a drink and check on things. So uh, we'll take a quick break and be right back with what we played and feedback right after this. Welcome back everybody. Episode 292 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played. Uh, The only thing I played other than some mobile games, which uh, Star Wars Galaxy Heroes and Fire Emblem Heroes yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes was Life is Strange. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to my final game on four in February uh, because of all the all the renovation stuff we have going on here. I'm going to at least try it um, and get as far as I can, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to beat it at this point. I think it was like four more days left in February. Not very much time. Yes. One, two, um, five. But I'll probably... Am I going to be the only one? No, Eric beat uh, the the Last of Us thing. I was going to say, am I going to be the only one to beat any of my four in February games? But I oh, beat Oxenfree. You beat Oxenfree. That's right. Okay, so you man, guys, one game. So back off, back off. But that's none all of, I played. <clears throat> none of you got. Well, Dan got close, but Corey and Eric didn't. Well, I, I quit. I quit on the Banner Saga too because. Yeah. I accidentally loaded an older save instead of the the newer one, and when I did, it overwrote my newest save, so I lost, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm just like, I don't want to replay another hour of the Banner Saga 2, so I quit. Mm-hmm. I quit the Banner Saga 2, I quit 4 in February. It's just stupid. I, nobody's got time for that anymore. How dare you? 
I have time. I thought we were making TSA great again. I make time. I that in and I would make time to play the games, but I'm not gonna make time to go back and play an hour of a game no, I sure. already played. Sure. It's stupid. I, I, I don't understand how something like that can happen in two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. Doom and what was your what was your other game? Super hot. Are you gonna play either either of those? Probably eventually, but not okay. in not, fe- not February. For, not for four. I'm not. I'm not in a hurry anymore because I quit on it. Sure. I'm just teasing you because the amount of four in February I put in was six minutes of oxen free so far. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oxen free yeah. is the one you should play. Never mind the rest. As long as you get through <laughs> one of them, it's gonna be the one that and Final Fantasy Nine are gonna be the two that I definitely play at some point. I just don't know when. Well, you only have five more days. <laughs> so. Well, I told you guys that I probably wouldn't participate in 4 in February. I would have a list in case, like, for whatever reason I had the time to do it. But I In case you got expelled able. from school. Which, that sounded like a bad idea. Getting expelled? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can go full-time for the, po- the podcast. Yep. Sure. Make TSA great again. Yeah. <laughs> Start streaming. Okay, so no, uh, Corey. Did you have anything you want to talk about game-wise? Galaxy Heroes. No, no nothing to say about that. Nothing to report. Okay. No. Uh, feedback. 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 Um. Okay. Uh, looks like we got three pieces of feedback. Yeah. So three three potential contest winners. Hit it. So the first one says, "Hey athletes, I played through Oxenfree last week using this. Oh, this is from Amanda in Baltimore, by the way. Uh, I played through Oxenfree last week using the Steam Link wirelessly, and it worked great. I didn't have any problems with it streaming the game. Uh, I w- it was interesting, and the first quote unquote horror game I've ever played. It was I was kind of disappointed by the ending. Uh, Could have been a shorter game, in my opinion. It was about an hour longer than it needed to be." I think it had good character relationships, but I don't think the game was quite as good as it was hyped up to be. I would recommend it for people who like shorter story-based games. Amanda from Baltimore. I definitely agree with that, it being a little bit longer than it needed to be. There's a point in the game where you have an opportunity to, uh, I'll do the spoiler-free version, escape. And it's like uh, everybody you're with is like, well, no, 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 we need to go back and save this one person. And... I kept asking, like, well, yeah, but can we just leave? Can we just forget that one first and just go? Because I wanted the game to end because I didn't, I didn't want to keep playing it anymore. Sure. <laughs> so I totally get that vibe. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you had good experience with Steam Link. I actually think uh, now that I got a new router that I could actually use that wirelessly and it would be okay. Um, I oh, I have I had one in my Steam or, yeah, my Amazon cart. They're 20 bucks now, or were, on Amazon, and I was so tempted to buy one. I still might. I'm, I'm going to check right now and see if they're still 20 bucks. <sighs> you get your tax return, and it just blows a hole in your pocket, you know? That's oh, my God. Cheap. Huh? That's dirt cheap, it's, 20 bucks. Yeah, it's less than half off, or more than half off, rather. I don't know. Uh, uh, of course it's not at the top of my wish list I'll just do a search for it come on Dan I know I know I know I know. you out of everybody should have a steam link it's $35 now I'll wait 
Next time it goes on sale for twenty bucks, I will buy one. The Just problem, deal, Eric. The, the problem is, I don't. I and I've talked about this before. I don't really ever have access to my television. True. So, um, it would be used specifically for when me and my wife would play like one of my computer games together. Um, otherwise, it would just sit and collect dust, probably. But mm-hmm. for tw- for twenty bucks, that's you know that's worth it. Uh, Thirty five is probably pushing it a little bit, but I will get one at some point. Next time they're twenty bucks, I will buy one. Because I want to get Overcooked and uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. I think those are games that get that the you know me and the wife could play. Although we have a lot of room down here now, if we we could both play on my computer spacious yeah you're you're transforming the, that <coughs> that entire basement right yeah putting in flooring painting all sorts of fun stuff like new electricity nice heat heat down here too because it's cold down here cold as balls so your gaming setup will be downstairs right yeah this, it's going to be a, basically our living room the upstairs is going to be bedroom our old living rooms being turned into our bedroom oh cool yeah so you, you can be a little bit more uh, rambunctious down there when you're playing video games, Dan. I could actually probably stream. Ooh. Because I can talk without needing to be quiet. Upstairs, like, you you know, you could talk quietly, but, yeah, you know, down here I can probably stream and stuff, which would be nice. Making TSA great again. Making TSA great again. So that was from Amanda in Baltimore. Um, number one. Number one. Uh, Idaho Jake says, Hey guys, I forgot to send feedback that I played the four honor beta and I like the idea, but not the one versus one combat. I was listening to IGN's game scoop and they said that horizon was coming out Friday, but best buy still says Tuesday. Anyone else hear this? Fortunately, all I've been playing is Elder Scrolls online and I'm loving it because I can do almost everything on my own. I still haven't tried my game yet, but I think I will this weekend. Uh, now for the Idaho Jake's question of the week. What is the worst injury you have ever had? I was using a cable weights and the pin got stuck, so I tried to hold the cable with my knees and pull the pin out. Uh-huh. Uh, when it slipped out, my knees and 110 pounds crushed my thumb and pinky. <clears throat> they had to amputate the tip of my pinky down to the first knuckle. Thanks, guys, and carry on. Ouch. Fuck. That, ooh. Uh, Horizon. As far as I know, Horizon's coming out Tuesday. Hadn't heard Friday anywhere unless someone broke the street date. Which happens all the time. It does happen. People have gotten switches. Yep. And, well, and not, steal them. And well, and not just media people, but yeah, some people actually have them. I think maybe legitimately. I don't know, but there is a bunch of people that got stolen once. Elder Scrolls worst injury you've ever had. That's a tough question. I've had a couple. I've never broken a bone. I've broken toes, but that doesn't count because they don't do anything for that. I guess I've had two really bad ones. One uh, was was this past week, uh, wherein I drilled my finger. I drilled it with a drill bit. My finger. I was uh, drilling a screw into a steel door frame. So um, if you're familiar with any of that, like it's very hard to drill into. But I had a little self tapper. Uh, but you still have to 
Did you still have to put all your weight into it. You didn't do a pilot hole first? No, I didn't because I forgot my drill bits. Oh, okay. I was like, screw it. I got a little self-tapper. I'll just drill the hole first and then and then go from there. So I was putting all my weight into the steel frame, pushing on the screw. And I had my hand there to like hold the screw a little bit uh, while I was trying to drill it in. And the screw slipped. And the drill with my uh, bit holder and bit in it went right through my left index finger. Oof. And it felt like I got electrocuted. I've never felt anything like it before in my life. Uh, I immediately dropped the drill. I yelled the F word, which isn't appropriate where I work, but I did. Uh, and I just took my thumb and just covered it up immediately yeah. before it started to bleed because I knew how deep it was and how bad it was going to bleed. Uh, walked down to our maintenance shop and uh, took my thumb off. And sure enough, with every like heartbeat, it was doing the ooze, like pushing the ooze uh, out. Like that's how it wasn't squirting. Uh, probably because in your extremities, there's probably not enough pressure there to actually make it squirt. But yeah. unless uh, you're it was oozing, unless you're in a Monty Python movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was oozing real bad. Uh, the the guy in there that I work with was a volunteer fireman, though, so he sort of knew some basic first aid stuff, and he uh, he fixed me up pretty well. Uh, this was on Friday, yeah, Friday of last week, and as of today, which is Thursday, um, six days, the tip of my finger is still numb. I can't feel anything. Wow. I don't know if that's going to get better or not. That's you probably goes. destroyed all the nerves there. Yeah, I think it will get better, just because um, my other really bad injury was me and in college, me and a friend were messing around, and there was a door... Uh, car door in a ditch and we were fighting with it because we're stupid and I pulled off a piece of rubber but it had a bunch of glass from the door on it still and I was shaking it around and we were drunk so I didn't really know until I looked <laughs> at my hand that the glass on the piece of rubber totally ripped up my hand real bad I still have some nasty scars from it um, and they were numb for a while so I'm, I'm hoping my feeling gets restored in this index finger but it wasn't pretty. Yeah. Oof. I've never had anything too super serious. Uh, mine have been cuts, too. Uh, when I s- smashed the coffee pot and cut through my through my f- fingernail with the with the glass from that, that was that was a bad one. Uh, not but pleasant. The, but but comparatively, it's not. It, it wasn't wasn't that bad. Um, I had I cut my back in my apartment. I I drunkenly knocked over a vase. And it was like shattered and jagged, and I, like an idiot, I never th- just threw it out like I should have. I think it was my change jar or something, um, mm-hmm. and I sliced my leg open on that, and probably should have gotten stitches, uh, but I, but I didn't. <clears throat> my wife still gives me crap about that, <clears throat> <laughs> but yeah, that 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 those have probably been the worst, and it's just like minor comparatively, you know, to mm-hmm. other people's gruesome injuries. Yeah, some people have nasty stuff. We've been lucky. Yep. Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't, do any, I don't do anything that I would hurt myself. Yeah. But what about you, Will? Uh, there's two that come to mind. They're really not that bad. Uh, I vividly remember this. When I was young, like I want to say maybe first, second grade around that time. I don't know if you remember the red couch that we used to have. Yeah. Um, so for whatever reason, we didn't have any cushions on it and 
I think it was you guys, like Eric, Jared, and I can't remember who else. And I was sitting on the couch with no cushions on it. And you know how there was that wooden plank under it? Like, it was all wood? Yeah. So I had my hands out like that, like kind of stretched out. And for whatever reason, somebody picked Jared up and slammed him onto the wood panel on there. And my left hand was under there and smashed it real good. Mm. Um, And it was super painful, but like I acted like it didn't hurt that bad because I wanted to be cool. But I remember the next day in school, my hand was swollen purple and blue really bad. Like they took me to the nurse and like, what happened? Um, (laughs) What'd you say? I said that. I explained that that happened. My parents beat me. And (laughs) I don't know if they asked, like, mom and dad about it. Like, I don't know because I was too young to, like, really remember or probably, like, think anything of it other than I hurt my hand. I don't remember that. I'm going to ask them tomorrow if I see them because I'd be curious if they even remember it. But I vividly remember that because that was one of the only times that I kind of got hurt and like today i have like a pinched nerve in my uh right shoulder trap and back when i used to do the load in the produce department where i work i would be picking up too much weight and i'd be carrying it fine but like it would just snap in my back and like i would hurt so bad that i would just drop everything in my hands because it would be so painful uh so i have to like before I like lift, I like put my hands up and hold on to something and like hang from it because it stretches out the uh, discs in my back and everything like that. Hmm. So that relieves some pressure. Hmm. Um, so that one's not fun, but it's it's really minor comparatively to as you guys said some of the stuff that people go through, like our father dropping that barrel on his leg at work. Oh yeah, ugh, that's gross. Like I've never been hurt that bad. Yeah. No. Well, you never. We've never even broken bones, really, have we? No, I haven't. No, Dan? knock on wood. No, I almost broke my ankle the other day, though. Uh, I was <laughs> I was walking out to the car in the morning. Was I? I was either going to take my son to school or had just gotten back from taking him to school, and I have to make multiple trips because tw- you know twins and two car seats and four kids. So I stepped on something that was on the porch and I rolled my ankle, um, oh. and it hurt. But I could tell it was like just a fraction, a fraction more. If my ankle had rolled a little bit more, it would have it would have broken like a twig. Oh. It was right on the cusp. I li- I limped around for like I don't know three or four hours, and then it felt mostly better. But it was it was yeah. close, definitely close. I'll never forget the time I was running in the backyard, and you know how we have the uh, back porch steps yeah. that are open kind of hard to explain but it was wet out and i was running full speed and i stepped on the first step and my foot went out from underneath me and it went under the step and my shin caught between the two steps like that's what was holding me there great opportunity to break it another time just very similar to that i was on a trampoline jumping and it caught between the actual spongy part of the trampoline and the outside rim yeah and i like i was just hanging by my shin i like fell back and was just hanging by my shin oh but it never never broke or anything it's all that milk i drink i guess (laughs) i was just gonna say you messed up your shins a lot wow never well i did have shin splints a lot during track but Hmm. in high school but yeah no i never never broke anything 
luckily. Did like Allison break any bones or anything like that, or did all of uh, like all of us get through without breaking anything so far? Uh, it's just good genes. It's those good Irish calcium bones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't it's, say we're blessed it, with genetics. <laughs> it's, it's hard to break bones too when you're just sitting and playing video games for sedentary hours <laughs> <laughs> I have to, we have to worry more about blood clots yeah <coughs> yep than anything else i mean i played a little bit of sports when i was younger but i was always one of those ones that was afraid to get hit by the pitch when i played baseball i was afraid to get tackled too hard when i played football yeah so. well like b- believe me like i played baseball throughout school and like my first instinct when I was in the box was, I'm ready to dive out if I need yeah. to. Oh, yeah. My, yeah my, never... my, my first thought was never to get a hit. It was to not get hit by the pitch. And then yeah. my second instinct was to take a walk and not, not yep. get a hit. Which is crazy because I wonder like if I was more not afraid if I would have been an even better hitter. You know? Yeah, maybe. And, and so I'm ready to bail at an instant. Yep. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of sports, I guess uh, in one in college in one rugby match, I tore my rotator. Cu- I never went to a doctor because we don't do that. But I'm pretty sure I tore my rotator cuff and bruised a rib on the same match. Uh, and coincidentally, that was my last rugby match ever. So I actually, that I, was pretty bad when you can't take deep breaths because you got oh, bruised yeah. ribs or cracked ribs or whatever. I actually remember because you called uh, mom that day. I want to say, and on, it was around April Fools or whatever. And you told her that you broke something. Yeah, I told her I broke my arm. She was she freaking out. Me. She's like, "Well, let us know when you get to the doctor." <laughs> but really, all I did was tore a rotator cuff. But that was bad because like you can't, I couldn't use my right arm for the longest yeah. time. You know, you can do like from the elbow, but anything up in the shoulder, you can't. That was terrible. Shoulder injuries are really nasty. Yeah, it's just... Regardless. It was shitty. Anywho. Yeah. That was from Idaho Jake. Uh, So Idaho Jake was number two. And... Did we have a third? Oh, it's an audio feedback. Whoa. What? No. I think so. It's not a porn bot. No, it's from Tito. Let me. Uh, All right, let me call it up. I think this I is can... the first audio feedback in like ever. It's been a while. In over a year, I think. Uh, I think I can play it on this. I'm not sure. This, this I, reminds me. I should say oh. this is a whole new setup too. Like I, I'm recording or I'm doing Skype on my good computer downstairs now that it's down here, and recording on the shitty recording laptop. So. It's probably going to sound a little bit different. I've got to tinker with with the settings and stuff. Tito from LA here. Congrats, Eric, on hitting. What game got picked last week? Star, by the way, it was. Um, I know that's a big deal. And uh, it, back to it, it wasn't you... picked. So what we're going to do is, uh, if if an, if it gets drawn again and uh, somebody has the opportunity to pick it and they do, then it just gets withdrawn from last week's winner. I don't remember who won last week. Did you guys hear that? No, no. you didn't hear Tito's voicemail. Nope. Damn it! All right, hang on. Can you play it on your your mobile device uh, into yeah. the microphone? Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I'll, I will do that. Let's, let's 
stinks that you couldn't hear it from my computer. Anywho. Um, Figure it out, Dan. Come on. Come on, Dan. Congrats, Eric, on hitting Rising Star, I think it was. Um, I know that's a big deal, and you'll get back to it even if you drop down another rank. Don't worry, it'll 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 come. I think right now I'm shooting star division five, so I'm on the cusp of hitting the next rank, and hopefully we'll get to play together at some point. Um, next thing I want to talk about, my notes are all over the place here, but I was glad to hear you guys talk about The Last of Us. I've been wanting to talk about it the moment I beat it, and I just haven't really had a chance with friends or whatever. I kind of keep my gaming habits to myself. But um, I think you guys made a lot of good points, and I watched a... I watched and I recommend watching analysis videos of the ending explained because there's some really good points that people make. Um, I think Corey had a, made a great point, and one thing I noticed too why I like like the ending so much is it's definitely not a Hollywood ending. It's not the kind of ending that TV shows and movies have the balls to do. They just don't. You just don't see that kind of ending. And I think that's why people were shocked, um, Dan. I think that's the biggest takeaway from your first impression of when you finally beat it um naughty dog took the heroics out of it and they made it a very human choice there's no black yeah. and white in this world there's just a lot of gray and everyone's a this is a poor choice but everyone's a good guy and a bad guy you know like everyone's just, you throw morality out the window and you do what you got to do to survive and joel's very much a byproduct of that and in a sense everyone's kind of a sociopath in this world you know, um, I had to look up the definition and I think there's something to be said, especially with Joel, that, you know, this personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior and a lack of conscience. Um, I think he, in those 20 years of losing his daughter, he became very antisocial. He didn't want to get close to anyone. And I could go on and on about this, but I just wanted to be really quick. But part of the ending that I liked is when he does this thing that kind of shocks you originally, which, uh, by the way, I want to point out, I thought it was cool. In, in the game, you actually don't have to kill all the doctors. They actually give you a choice. Um, the first one you do have to kill to get to Ellie, but the other two you can actually leave. Um, and I, I think I killed two of them before I realized, oh, they're giving me a choice if I want to kill them all. And that, to me, I think that's when I became shocked, when I realized what I was doing, because I can't help but feel like that definitely was in cold blood, this, like, when I felt Joel became a villain to me, because you're killing these doctors who are just trying to find a cure to save the world. There's something very noble about that, but there's also something to say, like, well, a vaccine isn't going to fix all the problems of this world that's pretty much found a new way to function in this disorderly dystopia you know like the world's fucked like you guys mentioned but in that moment you know anytime you kill doctors who are just trying to find a cure i i, I personally just couldn't feel good about that and i think that's what shocks a lot of people too mm -hmm. you know he had his, his reasons and there are very human reasons but he also, you know, just the fact that he destroys mankind's possibility of a future is kind of shocking. But like you guys have mentioned, it's also very real. 
and the real ending to me is that you know in saving ellie he also lies to her at the end which yeah. i think was a big deal I, I don't think we brought that up and what does that mean and why did he lie to her and does <laughs> she know that he's lying in my opinion i think i think she does know i think she, in my impression when i was playing the game is that she knew the possibility of her dying but she wanted some redemption from losing her friend and her life to mean something you know the fact that she has this cure i think she was willing to give up that sacrifice or she was willing to sacrifice herself if it means that it could some good can come out of it and in joel's selfish um stance and by the way selfish in this world is different than selfish in our world so it, selfish doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing but it is selfish nonetheless that he wanted his daughter back and so he i think he there is something to be said he took that choice away from her and he lied to her at the end you know when she asks him about the fireflies and i think when she just says okay to him she's willing to accept the lie like okay because she understands who he is as a person and they both love each other um the next thing i want to talk about the last thing was um dan i hope hope i hope you haven't beaten mass effect 3 yet because i've been trying to stress people to definitely at least play the citadel dlc for mass effect 3 because i know everyone says that they wanted a better ending but in my theory is that what they actually want is closure um it's not so much the ending they just wanted that quality time with their squad mates for their last hurrah before the whole trilogy ends and the citadel dlc does that very well it, it really gives you that that time you've been wanting with your squad mates um, so much so that you really don't care that the ending sucked. <laughs> That's all I have to say, and uh, I, I'll see you guys around. All right, thanks, Tito. Uh, I, you bring up a lot of good points, and and I think mm -hmm. that's why, um, that's why people are still talking about that game. That's why people people love that game. You know, because everyone everyone took took something slightly different way. I agree, actually. I think I think uh, Ellie did know that uh joel lied to her at, at the at the very end of the game and because uh, she's a very sharp character she she seems to be very aware of what's going on she doesn't seem uh particularly naive like like a lot of younger characters in a game like that would be uh i think you're right i think she 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 knew exactly but was you know was was okay with with what happened you know maybe um i i totally agree with that i i think she was aware but that adds like you mentioned, we didn't bring that up. That adds a whole other layer to the discussion yeah. too. It's yeah. like, well, well, what was her take on the whole thing? You know, she yeah. she always seemed more selfless yeah. than Joel. Oh yeah, definitely throughout yeah. the game. Um, so like where she's coming from, why does she see that as okay? You know, if, if she does know why what he did, why isn't she saying, well, no, 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 we got to go back. Like we gotta we gotta save the world. You know, yeah, kind of kind of makes you think a little bit more. Yeah. It's good stuff. I don't know. I don't have an answer, but I think right. it does raise interesting questions for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mass Effect Three. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't beaten it yet. Uh, I, I hoped I. I will have it beaten before Mass Effect Andromeda comes out, without question. I do want to play the Citadel DLC. The only problem is there is never any deals on the DLC uh, for computer for PC Origin. Uh, it's ridiculously expensive. I think the citadel dlc itself is like 15 bucks which i'll probably pony up and pay but i don't want to i want a deal i want to get everything all together all at once and, and pay very little for it 
Uh, there's actually a lot of complaints on the Mass Effect forums and stuff of the outrageous price of the DLC and how you can't really get like a a game of the year version or what what have you a complete complete edition for cheap um, like you can on the consoles. So uh, that kind of sucks. You got to use Bioware points too, which people aren't even really sure what they are, and you can't get them necessarily in the right denominations that you need uh, specifically just for this piece of DLC or that piece of DLC. <coughs> You'll always end up having extra. I feel like people were complaining about so, but I do want to play that because I, I, you're right. It, it wasn't necessarily the ending. It's just that uh, you know the game kind of ends and like you just don't know what happened after it. You know he's he's right. People wanted more closure. I wanted more closure. That's why I want. I I kind of liked the the quote unquote fixed ending because uh, it kind of goes through your squad mates and what they did after. Uh, after the events of the closing of Mass Effect 3. So, yeah. Because, like you said, you spend all that time getting to know all those characters. They become uh, part of you, for lack mm-hmm. of a better lack of a better term, you know. I'll always remember Garrus and, you know, obviously my specific Commander Shepard. Um, great characters, you know. So, Definitely, more yeah. Than- I wish they had done more with the Mass Effect two characters, Mass Effect three, because they were kind of kind of sidebar characters. But it's because a lot of them could die in the, yeah, in the second got, game. Well, a lot of them that did make it got killed off in the third game anyway. Yeah. So, uh, good stuff. So thanks, Tito. Um, I think that's it, right? I uh, oh, I want he he also sent me another video talking about the the. Uh, um, Last of Us ending, which I will watch hopefully tonight. Uh, so yeah, three pieces of fe- <coughs> excuse me feedback. Let's hit it. Ready? Ready for one Friday. through three. Who's who's one? Amanda. Who's two? Jake. Who's three? Tito. And the number is two. Two. Jake. Yeah. So we have our first. Two-time winner. Repeat. Yeah, repeat winner. First we repeat winner. See, you, you you send it in regularly, and you get rewarded for it. Yeah. Positive, so, since, positive reinforcement. Since last week's winner, who I don't remember, who was it again? Does anybody remember? It was a new person, right? A new writer-inner. Uh, I don't remember I who so. you are. Your, your options were uh, the Metro 23 Risen and Sacred Citadel pack Fear. Oh, those are the only two I highlighted. I don't remember what your options were. Gone, Gone, Gone Home was there. Yes, with soundtrack. Uh, and then there were a couple others. But you got to go back and listen. Uh, if you did submit feedback last week, go back and listen to the end of the episode and find out if you won. Uh, but if your game gets drawn here, then you might lose it. So here we go. One through 196 games. And the first one up is 165, which is Trying to Complete Story, which Will and I can attest to. The complete story version of that game is fantastic. Yep, Trine's amazing. Very good. Trying to complete stories is awesome. Mm-hmm. So there is numero uno. I'm going to put a little indicator there for episode 192. Uh, your second option is game number one, which happens to be Hoppico. What's Hoppico about? You guys remember? No, not familiar with that one. 
I know it's uh, it's a good game because I've I think it was up for like indie game of the year last year for some people and stuff. So <laughs> definitely another one to consider. Third game, it's game number one ninety going to all the extremes. Oh my gosh, one ninety is blank. Oh my oh, god, real. no game. So that must have been one that was deleted. So I'm going to delete the entry, yeah, which drops the one after it down to 190. And that game is the showdown effect. Okay. That's Anybody? A I'm, I have that in my Steam library. I haven't played it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I'm not familiar with that one either. And then your fourth option is game number five. Gosh, we're jumping back and forth here. Project cars oh that's a good one that's a good option right there good selection here for jake so far and the last one game number five is number 135 which happens to correspond with magica and it's dlc (laughs) which i think was up in prior uh drawings Heavy hitters, this this go around. Somebody will pick it eventually. But yeah, just to run through your options again, you have the showdown effect. You have trying to complete story, which would probably be my pick. Uh, You have Magicka plus DLC. You have... Project Cars. Hoppico and Project Cars. What are you guys picking from those five? Project Cars. That's a game I've wanted to buy on multiple occasions. Will? Mm, Probably... True. Well, I've played Trine already, so probably car Project Cars. Yeah. yeah, I have Trine two in my Steam library. I just haven't played it. I think I have all three of them. Yeah, I guess if we're basing it on uh, what I've played and haven't played, I'd probably go with Project Cars. But I think Trine two complete story is a really, really good game, especially yeah. if you have a friend to play with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? That's it. What are we doing next week? I don't know. Somebody. We gonna play Horizon in time or what? Well, that's up to Eric and Will. I'm guessing yeah, no. I... <laughs> uh... What else came out? What else? What What are we working with here? I feel so out of the loop. Corey, if you want to borrow my PlayStation to play something, hopefully after this week I'll be back in the loop. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn comes out the twenty eighth. Uh, Berserk and the Band of the Hawk came out this week. Halo Wars 2. Aren't you guys playing Halo Wars 2? I've played a couple games. Uh, For Honor, we didn't do an episode on that. I feel like we should have done an episode on that. I don't know. I don't know, guys. <clears throat> I'm waiting for a uh, release date for the PC version of Nier Automata. I don't know if it's mm. going to be right around when the PS4 version launches or if it's going to be later. Uh, Who we, knows? Obviously, two weeks from now, we'll have our episode on Nintendo Switch. And probably three weeks after that, we'll be on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I would think. Game sucks. I don't know. I haven't played it. How about uh, Dragon... whatever. Dragon Quest. Not fitting on the hard drive. I don't know. I think you have to be an idiot to go digital only on uh, Nintendo Switch. There's yeah. just no reason for it. Yeah, especially with how little uh, the cartridges are. Like I, or, I, I, I pre-ordered a uh, little carrying case for the Switch, and it's got a place for like, I don't know, eight or ten cartridges in it. Yeah, and I know we kind of had this argument at the time, but to me, it's like, well, that's a big knock against it. 
I mean, you, you you say you got to be an idiot to do it, but like the other consoles are doing it. I know, but and the other consoles, right? well, the other consoles have to have the you have to install the game on the hard drive anyway, so they have to have huge hard drives. Even if sure. you have a disc, you've got to install the forty gigabyte game. So you don't think that's a you don't think that's a knock against Nintendo Switch that no. one of its one of its big releases this year won't fit on the hard drive? No, not at all. That's insanity to me. Why? That's insanity. I th- I would never have any inkling of buying a, a digital unless it's an indie game. I'll buy a few small well, that, indie that's games. That's you, but a lot of people would like that's that's uh, but, a two thousand seventeen perk I, of uh, I understand gaming. That. But when you can get it just it's from, non-existent on the Switch. When you can get from Amazon Prime twenty percent off any new game and have it delivered to your door, uh, Best Buy Gamers Club. Uh, there's also like there's literally very little reason to have digital only. Very I little. get it, but it's also a convenience factor that just it does not exist on the Switch now. You do, well, all you need to do is buy if if you're that determined to have a bunch of digital games on your thing, you drop twenty bucks on a bigger uh, on a micro I, SD I, card. I get it. I get that you have options. I just think if I'm sitting there reviewing this console, I am knocking it for that uh, reason. Yeah, it just doesn't I don't matter. I think to it's me. something that you can just forgive and and move on about. Well, I mean, I, I understand that there's options, but I can only speak to what what you know my experience with the console is going to be, and it's never going to be buying a digital game unless it's a virtual console or an indie game that doesn't take up a lot of space anyway. Yeah, but there's so many people out there that only buy digital games. Yeah, it's just not it. It doesn't make sense to on Nintendo Switch. It just doesn't. And I think I think that's a that's a that's a negative. Maybe. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I get it. I get it. There's options. There's ways around it. Yeah. But it's 2017. As I and said, I wonder if that has anything to do with the virtual console not being ready. What the space on it? Yeah. No, those games take up like megabytes. Like even on the Wii U, I only had the ever had the eight gigabyte Wii U, and then I had a thirty gigabyte uh, uh, USB stick that I plugged into it. Those games yeah. are like twenty megabytes. Even, like, Nintendo 64 games are, like, 50 megabytes. Uh, it's minimal. Yeah. I come down in the middle of what you guys are saying. Yeah. I just don't have the money to spend extra on digital and have it take up extra space. Like, it's... You're literally... Every three games you buy, you could afford a whole other other game, you know? Yeah. It's, I'm with you, Dan. Sense. I understand. I get it. But you gotta like objectively, it's a little silly. I don't think it is because I don't think Nintendo's in the same. I I don't think it's the same. They're even competing with with uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, but maybe they the same should thing. start. Maybe they should start. To me, maybe it's they a, should put themselves out there and try. Maybe, but to me, it's a it's like, gonna replace it's, the 3DS. It's a handheld. It's gonna Zelda be, it's Nintendo's gonna only gonna take them so far. They're gonna find themselves in the exact same place they were. Before the Switch came out. I don't, I don't see anything changing. I really don't. Yeah, maybe. They're not giving they're not giving us any reason to believe it'll be any different. For what? Their situation in console gaming. It's not I I, I think you're mis mis uh mistaking what, what, what the system's gonna be. I don't think it's meant to go up against PlayStation and Xbox, as I said. I think it's yeah, more I don't taking, think it is either, but I, I think don't it's think more it's taking a I don't shot think it's at a mobile. Good enough 
I don't think it's a good enough console on its own, and I don't think it's a good enough mobile device on its own. It's it's if if it's bad at both of them. No, it's not. It's like a. It happens it, to bridge the gap. But it's like as, a super, as a whole. It's not good at either. It's like a super powered 3ds that you can plug into your TV if you want. That's what it is. That, okay, but that's all it is. <laughs> Which is pretty pretty good if you ask me. You know. The 3DS yeah, is a I great guess, system. But it's, a, it's a very specific use case, I guess. No, it's not. I mean, I, I guess... Is the 3DS I, I, that's, that's a specific the use case? Yeah, it's a mobile gaming device. Yeah, and how many how many units has it sold? 50 a million? Lot. 60 million? Because it's, because it's a really good mobile gaming device. The right. Switch is not. Yes, it is. Do we know that, though, How Corey? is it not a good, a good mobile gaming device? Battery, battery life, for one. Everyone has a rechargeable... A rechargeable battery pack nowadays it's it's again non-existent. I, I get it like there's ways around it but like i it, i don't think it's doing either of those things very well it's just happening to happening happening to bridge the gap and maybe that's good enough for some people but for me like i'm just gonna play zelda and i'm gonna play mario and then i'm gonna forget about it yeah there's nothing in there that says like this is this is a great device Everyone I read that owns one already loves it. Says it is a great device. And what are they playing on it? They're playing Zelda only. Are they? Yeah. Of course they, they got are. it to work. Eric Kane. Yeah. Read Eric Kane's article on. Oh, oh, Switch. you mean you mean reviewers? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So who said I mean, Zelda doesn't work? Well, no. The people that got the early download of it haven't been able to get it to work. The oh, gotcha. Hack source. I don't know. I hope it's great. I really do. I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm in the minority I think there. You, I just think you have the wrong idea of what the Switch is. I really do. Yeah, I, I, until somebody can explain to me what it is, I guess I, I won't. You. It's a super-powered 3DS that you can happen to plug into your TV if you want to play games on your TV. It's not a super-powered yes, 3DS. Yes, it is. But... Yeah, it is. I, it's definitely way better hardware. You know what the super-powered yes. 3DS is? Is the Vita. Yeah, but Sony doesn't, doesn't support, play Mario su- games. Support, Sony doesn't support their peripherals ever. B- PSVR is, is pretty much dead already. I guarantee you, we're not going to see people carrying their Switches around like they carried their 3DSs around. I don't know. We'll we'll find out, won't we? Yeah, we will. I, I'm I, just saying, Japanese like, people that are always playing their 3DSs on their commute, I don't think they're going to be carrying their Switch around as they would carry their 3DS around. That's that's on their commute. That's conjecture Corey. that's you you just don't it's, it's conjecture based on, based on the evidence that we have what evidence do we have we don't it's have any evidence very, it's, it's not, not a very even convenient out. mobile device it's not a very convenient mobile mobile device based on its design the battery power is much worse i disagree uh, everyone says it's a lot smaller than it looks and it can fit yeah it's a lot smaller than it looks which makes it's, it a terrible i don't know whatever i'm not gonna argue with you guys because obviously no, no. you disagree no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I think it's a little bit bigger than a 3DS, thus making it not that much more inconvenient. Okay. You can throw, I mean, you can throw it in your backpack, your bag, your pocket. I used to carry around a tablet as my phone in my pocket, a 7-inch tablet. So. Well, wait, you need the Joy-Cons attached to it to play, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Well, yeah, I mean, it's only, it makes it a little bit bigger. It's about the size of a 7-inch tablet, is what it is. It's about the size of the Wii U tablet. It's smaller than that. And thinner. That's what she said. Yeah. I don't know, guys. 
I agree to disagree, I guess, on this one. I, I don't think you should buy one. I don't think it's for you, Corey. Oh, well, I'm going don't. to, but I'm going to return it. No, I know, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's not aimed at you. It's not for you. It's just not. I don't know why you're buying it. Who's it for again? It's for people like me. <laughs> you know yeah. how much I'm going to use it. I, no, I get that. Like you can play console games portably. Yeah, like I get it. You're gonna you're gonna be home with it ninety five percent of the time. Yeah. That makes sense, but I think for the mass consumer, it doesn't. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I've read a lot. Read Stephen. Read Eric Eric Kane's piece on it, and read Stephen Totilo's piece on it. Both both written today. It's just gonna collect dust like the rest of the nope. Nintendo consoles. I don't think so. My Wii U did not collect dust until probably the last two months, maybe. Yeah, I think you're. I don't think the Wii U was as bad as you and Eric like to make it. I still play it. I never said the Wii U was bad. I mean, you guys are always willing to take pot shots at it whenever you get the opportunity. Well, I think everyone does. I think that's just standard. True. It's the Wii U. I No, I think that the Wii U is a fine device. I had a lot of really good games that came out for it. Dan and I defended it year after year saying it was the the best console. You know? Yeah. Just based on the games. Yeah, but then, like, now all of a sudden people are talking about how it had no games and how the Switch is going to have no games. It had the best exclusives. No questions for me. Yeah, but... I played played Mario Kart 8 more than I played my PlayStation 4 for the life of it. Yeah, Smash, Xenoblade, frickin' uh, Mario Maker... Yeah, but like when we were doing our Switch preview, I'm almost 100% sure you and Eric said what games are coming to it, and we listed all of those games as exclusives, and you guys said that's not enough. Oh, the Switch, yeah. You were talking about the Wii U. Yeah, but you want to tell me those aren't going to come to the Switch, though. You mean Wii U games coming to the Switch? I don't care no, about that. No, the next-gen versions of those games. I know the they will. Mario, the next Zelda we already saw, the I, next Smash, the next Mario I, Kart. I, I know they will, but mine and Eric's point was, is that enough anymore? Maybe it's enough for another generation, but like, how, how much longer can Nintendo do this? Is all I'm saying. I, in, in, we don't agree on the core concept of what I'm arguing, so I don't expect you guys to agree with me now. I'm just saying, from my perspective... How long can Nintendo keep doing this and trot out mediocre hardware to play Mario and Zelda on? I don't think the hardware is mediocre. That's my... And that's why I just said... Yeah. I know you guys disagree on the core concept of what I'm arguing, so it's pointless for me to say it. But to me, I think the hardware is very mediocre, unimpressive, and it's just the next device you have to buy so you can play Mario and Zelda on. Yeah, amongst the parade of indies, too that are supposed to be coming to it. Well, we heard that Apparently. when the Wii U was coming out, too. And that No, it wasn't. that was not when the Wii U came out. That was a focus that they did later on. At, when the Wii U was came, coming out, they, at the, they had it the E3 presentation. They pro- trotted out all the developers. Third party. Third party to support. Not indies. Oh, we're making this game, this game, this game. And I said then, and I'll say it again now, it won't happen. Not indies. And I was right then, and I'm going to be right now. No. As I said, Corey, and we talked about it, and I've heard this a few different places, with how easy it apparently is to develop for it, like, if if you just, I'm just saying, if you yeah. just, tr- you know, put out your game on the, uh, your your indie game or whatever on the on the 
the eShopper without any effort. Like, why would <laughs> you put I it up there? I hope that's the case. I really do. I hope that's the case. I'm rooting for it. I'm a Nintendo fan. No, like, you're not rooting isn't? for it. You're obviously not rooting for it. Yeah, I don't think you and Eric are rooting for it, in my opinion. I mean, you, you guys, like, <laughs> I can't argue my thoughts with you because <laughs> what I think. I'm telling you, I'm rooting for it. You don't have to agree with me when I say that, well, but I am. It doesn't seem like I'm a Nintendo fan because it's a shitty device. It is not a <laughs> shitty think, device. I don't think it's you not, can say that. It's not for you. You shouldn't buy it. There's no reason for you to buy it. There I'm really is buying it. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are. How many times did I say I'm getting it and then I'm going to return it? Why once I try it out? Why even bother? So I can try it out. So I can have an impression of it. Why is that wrong? Yeah, but you're gonna have a, have an impression of it with with one game, and yeah, that's that's enough. Yeah, trade it in after that. It's better than it. no impression. And, and, and I then know, I, I don't know if it is. Conjecturing all along, I don't know if it is better. This is exactly what's gonna happen, Dan. Eric and Corey are gonna play a little bit of Zelda on it, send it back, and hate on it the rest of its life cycle. Yeah, that's what exactly what will happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Well, Whatever. yeah. I mean, like I said, I I can't wait to get Mario Kart again. I'm gonna play a ton of Mario Kart on it. Like it's just, it's probably never gonna leave my hands. And I'm happy for you. I'm glad you have a use for it. Yes. Because I don't. Right. I don't. I don't have a use for any console though. So like. Right. What does it matter? Well, that's why this one is worth buying into for me because I can literally like never have it. As I said, I don't have access to my TV ever, so um, if I can't play it on my TV, I can't play it pretty much. So this one I can sit on the couch, I can poop and use my bidet and use my Switch at the same time. I can be feeding a twin and have the Switch with me, which is good because they eat all the time anymore. It's great. Mm. It's less time with with Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes, though. Probably. I mean, you've kind of had opportunities to do that before, though, with devices, right? Not really. With As the shield it, and everything. Yeah, that. But I mean, that's a tablet, and then you have to like literally have the controller separate. It's. It also doesn't because it streams from your computer. It's based on your how your Wi-Fi is in your house, so. You know, I had spots where it would work okay. I actually, I played all of, uh, or most of The Witcher 3 the first time through on my Switch, but I had to have it, I had to have it with a, uh, um, a LAN adapter. Yeah. Because it, the wireless just wasn't good enough. So if you can play things natively on the actual device, like, it works a lot better that way. Yeah. Uh, the, Switch, the Shield can play some games natively, but it's not at the graphical quality or frame rates that I'm used to, so... Or with the battery life that you you'll want. Oh, no, battery life's not an issue because, like I said, I had it plugged in all the time anyway. So yeah, that's a great device. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm not Fantastic saying you're wrong. Device. I'm just saying, but like I don't I don't understand how you can say it sucks before you even have used. I'm it. not saying it sucks. I'm saying based on all the you said it's a shitty have... device. Yeah, because we don't guys, have any you advice. Guys push me to say that. All I'm saying is based on the information we have. There's nothing appealing about it to me other than the fact that you can pick it up and move it here and there. Right, which is why I said it's not for you. Simple as that. And that's fine. Yeah. I, I I can only argue from the perspective I understand, which is the perspective of me, which yeah. for me, it makes no sense. Yeah. It makes zero sense. 
Yes. I think it could have made sense. I think they could have done it correctly, but they didn't. What would have made it correct? Well, I would start by uh, 32 gigabyte hard drive minus 6 gigabytes puts it at 20. I mean, that's that's offensive. Virtual console uh, lack thereof is a terrible I would, way to launch I'll agree with you on that. I, I that There's no reason for that. That's, that's Nintendo's biggest strength is their backlog of, of games, and they're just ignoring it. I agree. I will not argue with you on that because I totally agree. I don't know. So it just uh, needs I, a bigger hard drive, and then it's okay. That's not entirely. <laughs> I have to go through the features. You guys are trapping me right now. We're not trapping I'm actually, you. I just I'm want actually, answers. I'm actually more on your side about the game uh, size being bigger than the actual storage size. I think that's silly. It's absolutely silly. It's silly. And, like, Dan, I, I do get your point about there are other ways around it, but I think at this point there's just no reason for Nintendo to have such a small storage. It's cost-effective. That's what it was. It's... 2017. Who fucking cares? Like, I just want a device if, that... Would you rather it was 350 or $400? It's not... Be fine. How much is more space? It's not that much more. Like I would I pay think, an extra twenty five dollars to get I think a it device is that could hold the games that I want to want to include. Well, I mean, how much space are we talking? You want two hundred gigabytes, five hundred gigabytes, a, th- a terabyte? Like what? I don't know. What's the standard? What What are Xbox and PlayStation at? Five hundred to a terabyte. That makes sense. Yeah. So you're probably looking at another fifty to one hundred dollars at least added onto the cost of the system, or you could just spend an extra. 20 bucks or even pick up an SD card that you have laying around because I have them laying around. It's... Yeah. It's six of one, know. half a dozen of the other. I'm, not, pay- I'm not arguing anymore. If you're paying more for the console or if you're buying an extra micro SD card to throw in it, like it doesn't really make a difference. I don't see, I don't see how it makes a difference. Yeah. I'm not going to argue anymore. I haven't read any of the impressions of it. I, I don't know. I'm just saying from from what we've been told so far, it does not appeal to me. And that's all I'm saying. I, I, and I agree. And I like I said, it's not I don't think it's for you. It's for people in my situation. Or kids. It's always good for kids. Is it? Yeah. I hope it's sturdy. I hope it's yeah. Drop resistant. I hope it's scratch resistant i hope it's nintendo usually is i can't comment on it but yeah but this is the type of situation where it's something you'd expect and then all of a sudden they put it out and it's not yeah it's like well really drop the fucking bomb it's nintendo man they've made a huge they've made huge mistakes lately like yeah but durability is not i, I one guess of them. if if their track record was a little bit different recently i would probably be a little more optimistic but it hasn't been Durability is also not something that has ever been an issue with Nintendo. So I wouldn't expect that to change. Well, that's my point. Right. But that's all. I mean, you don't, you don't Who knows? ultimately know. So. Uh, I am, I I am like, however. I can't wait to play 1-2 Switch. How about you, Dan? I'm not going to play 1-2 Switch. <laughs> why would I play 1-2 Switch? Exactly. That's not why I'm buying it. Anywho, um, I am going to be real excited when I get the shipping notification. I probably won't be able to sleep for a couple nights. No Netflix. Who cares? I have a thousand things I can watch Netflix on for fuck's sake. I don't need it on another device. It's 2017, man. It doesn't matter. 
hooked on everything. Why couldn't they get Netflix? Why couldn't they get Netflix? I, it'll probably get added later. It doesn't matter. I have a phone. Added I have later. two tablets. I have computers. Every like, I don't need Netflix on something else. Am I gonna? Out of all the things I can sit down in my bed and watch Netflix, am I gonna pick the Switch? No. But some people, like in my case, were I traded in my Wii U to get the Switch, and the Switch was going to replace my set-top box. But it can't, so we I, we bought a Fire Stick. You could have gotten it for free. Fire Stick? Yeah, we got a Fire Stick for free for our uh, Direct TV. Yeah, no, I signed up for that. I didn't. I don't know. It wasn't worth it to me. Yeah. Anywho, uh, so we still don't know what we're do- going to be doing for an episode next week, right? I don't know. Unless yeah. I play something new, I don't know. <laughs> I won't play anything that's come out that's come out recently. I don't think. Uh, Thursday. I work Thursday night. Dang it. That sucks. I cannot I, be on. You guys piss I, me off enough tonight that I don't care to be on tomorrow. I can do Wednesdays at like eight fifteen. Wednesday's fine. The later the better in general. Actually, for me. eight eight thirty. Sorry. No, you just do it Thursday. I don't care if I'm not on. Well, you have to run the live stream. Why don't one of you guys just figure out I, the live stream? I can't record Skype and do the live stream all at the same time. And I don't want to. That's so easy. <sighs> we can so do Wednesday. I don't we'll, care. We'll Plan on Wednesday for now and go from there. Or you stop being a diva. I'll be a diva all I want. <laughs> the Switch is... Nothing is going to bring my excitement for the new Zelda down. I don't even care. Even Corey can't dampen my spirits. Guys, I'm excited to play Zelda. I, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to play Mario and Zelda on the Switch. That's why Nintendo consoles exist. Yep. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for episode 292 of the Thumbsick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm well. Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.